Hey, this is Heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What up, guys? This is Steak Dog. Thanks for listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Don't listen to Pulp MX. back what's up another wonderful episode of the moto x pod show this week episode 198 closing in on that 200th episode i have zero plan for that yet we'll figure it out at some point we got a lot to talk about tonight but i first want to thank all of our sponsors cherubies usa our title sponsor for decades cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories for products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, a Cherubies has what you need. Visit CherubiesUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and let Brian Fullerton, Talon Volan, let those guys know that you support the Moto X-Pod show. X-Brand Goggles on board. The new Lucid Goggle is out. I have sold a lot of those things. I wore them this weekend. Clear vision. It's the probably fastest I've ever gone because I can see everything. It's actually about the slowest. You got tired. It's about the slowest I've ever gone, actually. But I could see everything. Berm Lords graphics and jersey ID. Hit up Berm Lords on Instagram at Berm Lords. And if you uh, you want a set of graphics, you want a bitchin' set of or uh, your logos put on your jersey, jersey ID, all that good stuff. It's graphics at bermlords.com. Use those guys, Shan Garcia, Adam Montoya, our jerky. Those guys, man. We you guys have actually been using the code. People have been buying lots of jerky. I know Craig Martin, uh, Jordan McCormick, Jake Curry, those guys, they've been using the code. It's MotoXPod21, capital M. Use that to save at eatrjerky.com. Support the Wageman Brothers. Robbie will be on tonight. Also, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting. You guys have seen some of my helmets. I'll try to grab one off the shelf here in a minute. Talk, I wrote at Kirk Hunter's place this weekend. You know, and if you guys pay attention to the commercials, he recently raised his price to $395 for a custom-painted helmet. Uh, and he told me this weekend, if you guys listen to the show and you want a helmet painted, he'll drop 50 bucks off. So that's, uh, what is that, $395 normally, so we'll go $245. We'll get you a custom-painted helmet from Kirk Hunter. Wait, 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 wait. Did I still do bad math? Yeah, I did do bad math. Yes, you did. 345 $345. Hey, man, say Bad math. It happens. Daniel Blair had bad math this weekend during the race. Oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah, he, he's. We'll talk to him a little bit later too. But three forty-five will get you a custom-painted helmet from Extreme Colors. All you got to do is contact him, xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or just get a hold of me and we'll figure it out. Uh, but you save by uh, you know listening to the show. Torque One Racing on board. Handlebars, pegs, grips, all that good stuff. Shock socks, the the original number one 10 second removable fork seal protector, all sport dynamic wrist braces, blood lubricant oil lines, promo code Moto X to save, fly racing, power band racing, and Williams Moto Works all on board. All right, dude, Salt Lake City one is done. We uh, we're gonna talk about that. We've got Salt Lake City two, the finals coming up this weekend. I'll be there for that. But just before we get into it all, 
got Robbie Wageman on tonight from Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha. We have Mason Kerr, privateer, made his, made the main event this weekend at Salt Lake City. And Daniel Blair's going to come on. His first night as the play-by-play for the main show. My boy killed it. I, I haven't seen anything negative, which is almost unreal in today's society. Yeah, He's going to come on and talk about that a little bit. And we're going to throw in a blood lubricants cross-rutted segment before Daniel comes on because he, he, he can't come on until a little bit later. So a lot of good stuff. What do you guys think, uh, Scotty, with Salt Lake City 1? There's, well, there's some good storylines. TJ missed my hands going up. I was saying, thank the Lord they find, they they fixed Supercross. That, you think, <laughs> Daniel? And the, I mean, it was yeah, just, it, it was, was I, I went, I watched the race like I normally did, and I noticed a little bit. But today I went back and watched it again because since we were going to have him on the show, I really wanted to pay attention to the differences. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it was, it was, I mean, and it kind of goes into what JT was talking to on that other show last night. Um, he was saying that, why are we catering and making our making a kindergarten show for the one-time viewers when the people that watch it are the people that watch it? And, yeah. and it made it way more deep. And they, they Blair and Carmichael's conversation was feeding off each other better. And it didn't seem so cheesy. And, like, I don't know. It, it, it definitely was. It was good. It was the right move, I think. I think J-Bone added a lot of cool I like technical that stuff. Too. J-Bone has a little bit of work to do on his presentation. He's I very, thought he was kind of like a little low key kind of just he's not just kind of flat, just like he is on pulp. He, yeah. he doesn't. He kind of needs like a not an acting coach, but a coach like a voice coach, maybe yeah. like some infliction in his voice. Not, I certainly couldn't do any better. But TJ, what do you think of the TV coverage, the racing, and all that? I still miss Ralph. Okay, I, I miss Ralph too, but he's nowhere. Daniel was the best I've ever seen. Oh, um, Daniel did good. Like it was. I mean, I'm going to ask Daniel about this, but this may be the first time that him and Ricky got to be on TV without standing on boxes. Okay. One of them having to be quite a bit shorter than their... That's been the only, like, negative where everybody's joking about how short they are, but, yeah. And it's noticeable because we, as diehard fans, we watch all of it. We watch them. We watch the announcers. We And you see how tall they are compared to the monitors behind them. But you could tell that him and Ricky were both not on boxes because... The monitors were taller behind. It was it was awesome. You couldn't even see the track behind them because it was like looking we, up the window. We all of know out. motocross riders are short. We're horse jockeys, and we're, we're short, tall horse yeah. jockeys, and that's it. And we know it. It's okay. All right. It well, was noticeable to the <laughs> diehard fans for that read because the perspective from the camera was different. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I didn't either. A lot of people were talking about it. I didn't notice it, but uh, okay. We're gonna get into. We're about to get into Salt Lake City, but I do want to mention last week. Scotty, I was a little upset that nobody entered the contest mm-hmm. to win the 2021 Fly Kinetic Mesh Gear. And uh, Jesse from Australia reached out. He's like, hey, man, I can't believe nobody, you know, entered. And he said, but I just, I don't enter contests because I'm in Australia. And I figured, like, it's too much to ship. And he checked. He was going to buy some oil from Blood Blood Lubricants, which was part of the contest. And he's like, dude, they don't even ship to Australia. And after communicating back and forth with him, I was like, all right, well, dude, you win the gear. Nobody else even entered, so you win the gear. Got it right. Got it right here, Jesse. If you're watching this, here's your your jersey, Fly Kinetic 21 mesh. So congratulations. Doesn't take much to win some stuff. Wait, from is the it show, just man. a jersey? Huh? Is it just a jersey? No, the pants. Are oh, down okay. Oh no no I just oh, no okay. I just, I'm just making sure. down there. I'm just checking. Yeah, so he gets pants and jersey. So congratulations to Jesse. I'll get those things shipped out. All right, back to Salt Lake City. 
Two fifties or four fifties? Dealer's choice. Jesus. All right, four fifties. Roxton, man, I mean, come on! Like, well, I, it just keeps adding to what I felt like, and a lot of people feel like is he's not mentally strong enough to close this thing. I kind of, I have a question, and I, I, it was for Daniel Blair. I kind of wanted to save it, but well, Daniel's kinda, not coming on for like an hour and a half. Yeah, so we can come back to it. Um, <laughs> my question, I'll ask him anyways, but I was going to ask him if we were being too hard on Roxon, because if you said. If you okay, if you go back to the beginning of the season and you said, "Hey, if Roxon beats Tomac in points, would that that would be a success for him?" And everybody'd be like, "Yes, that would be a success for Tom for him to beat Tomac," and he did that. So, and he he wasn't supposed to be in the in the title fight. Steve had him being out of the championship by Daytona, and he and that didn't happen. He stayed he stayed strong. A couple of things didn't go his way. He might have made a couple mental errors, but. I mean, the dude's had a solid season from where he's come from. So, I don't know. Maybe that's my question is, are we being a little too hard on him? Well, I don't, like, me personally, I'm not saying it's a failure by any means. I'm just saying, like, he hasn't had that extra thing he needs to win the championship. I'll agree. It was definitely there for him to make a move. Cooper, to me, has mentally Mm -hmm. challenged him to a point that he's he's not able to fight back, it doesn't seem like. And he just keeps making mistakes, you yeah. know, and it's it's kind of a bummer. But, you know, it's still, yeah, it's still a, a positive, overall positive season. Right. But for what he expects at that level, what that team expects at that level, to the team, I would think it's still somewhat, not necessarily a failure, but it's definitely not what they want out of him. Yeah. They're not and how many more chances second, does he have? And it doesn't seem like he can finish the deal. Yeah, I, I think that he, um, like, I, I'm – I never thought about it till literally you said that, but most people kind of counted him out at the beginning. Yeah. So the the series is going to be, but but as motocross fans, I think we, I don't know about other stick and ball sports. I don't watch anything else, but are they as short memoried as we are? I don't know if that's the right word, memoried, but do they have the short memory we do where we're like, oh, Roxanne probably won't do anything. But now that he has had the red plate been up there, you know what I mean? Are we like, oh, look at him. He's falling apart when he's yeah. doing better than we expected. That's that's well, a really good point. I, I would say, like, with football, which I haven't followed super, like, tight in the last few years, but when Tony Romo was the quarterback of the Cowboys, every year he goes in, he'd have Your all these, he'd have incredible stats. He'd be one of the best quarterbacks, best statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Get to the playoffs, he'd fall apart. He'd choke, whatever, and it wouldn't get the job done. So, but what, hold on. What I'm saying is, is what if they came in and said Tony Romo? Ah, uh, he'll do okay. He probably won't even make playoffs. I mean, they're a good team. Oh yeah, but, that's what you're saying. And then he comes in. He does. He has a great season, better than everybody thought. When he gets to the playoffs, are they going to be like, yeah, he chokes at the playoffs? Yeah, they will probably still. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, mean the same- if you go with what Steve said, where he didn't think he'd be in it, you know, after Daytona. Then yes, it's a positive. But the yeah. team and himself, Kenny Roxon, expect way more than that. Yeah. And it's not it's just he's right there over and over and over. And then he has those moments of brilliance where, oh shit, we were wrong. Maybe we were wrong. But then the next week it just falls apart. But isn't this championship right now Webb's because I would say a vast majority of the time he's just been consistent? He's I'd, won. I'd I mean, say that he got he's won the most races. I'd say that he's but that's ben, what I, mean. I think he the, that attributes to him being more of the grittiest. Like he got his hands dirtier than everybody else. Well, did what I'm saying is, is if Tomac was 
like the Tomac that Tomac can be, the best Tomac. Like when, he where, was before. Like where he can just get a get a mid-pack start and just rip through and win. If that Tomac is there every week, the best Tomac, I don't, Cooper doesn't win. I don't think you can necessarily prove that you aren't getting close to that Tomac yeah, because think, what if I the other guys step their game up? Got, I think Cooper for sure has no. just gotten that much better. No, I don't. I would and say the guys that around him. I would say that if Tomac's just constantly on the podium and not struggling to get and, and battling with guys that are like seventh, eighth place. I don't know. That's it's, why I say if if Tomac could, was was consistently the best Tomac. Tomac wins. If Roxton is consistently the best Roxton, Roxton wins. And right now we're getting the best Webb and Webb's winning. Maybe. I don't know. But we Cooper, weren't even getting the best Webb. He got passed by like three dudes in one of the Atlanta rounds. Cooper's just so good at the end. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Steve talked about that. that's the best Webb. And, yeah. And he's like, Paul, as, as Cooper Paul, as that's, Steve that's saying. But Cooper, yeah. you know, he, he was like, I don't know where he was halfway, like seventh or something. And, I, you know, I felt like a lot of the people did. like, oh, well, it, this is just not going to be a good night. And they mentioned on TV, I think J-Bone mentioned that his mechanic put out like, you can win this. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, you can't. And like he said, and then I think he also said it said like the next lap or something. At some point, like time to go, basically. I don't remember exactly yeah. what it said, but like, and he did. And it's almost like he's just kind of chilling. And then once it's time, he puts that extra. I don't know, man. Don't know Is he, he working with Blake Baggett? Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. It's sort of like Blake when he was... On the, the 250s, 250s and, yeah. you know, when they got the El Chupacabra nickname, you just knew at halfway point he was coming. Yeah. I'm not what? sure. Uh, I'm not sure which one of the, the Moto Limited Network guys is, but they said it's basically the same season as Roxon had last year. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty similar. I don't think he, I think he fell apart more last year. And the Salt, uh, I, this, I think it was a little worse last year. Yeah. Was, yeah. Salt Lake City, it was bad, didn't go well at all. I and mean, he's closer this year, but it's, it's a, it, I, I would, it's a big disappointment. I mean, for him, for the team. Paying him a lot of money, and he just can't. He's not getting the job you done. You could tell in, in his interview, he was just like, "What do you? What do you? I mean, what yeah, do you want? I, like, I don't know what else I can do." Yeah, all, like, yeah. If it's, Sexton's healthy all year, is Sexton ahead of him in points right now? You think? If Sexton's healthy mm, all year, I don't think so. I don't think so. Nah, I don't think so. What about uh, AC? I don't think so. No, AC probably too many wash. He probably makes more mistakes. Than- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, that same thing that that happened to Roxon happened to Barsha in the in a different corner in in the heat race. Their front wheel is just like locked weird. Yeah. Well, we need somebody else to trust that front tire the way Davalos did back. <laughs> you know, now that he's gone. Well, I think going forward, these next few years, Cooper's going to be a very difficult guy to beat. Like he may get more of these in Supercross because because of the mental side. Like he's just so strong, and nothing really seems to phase him. At least. Outwardly to the public, we don't see anything phase him. Uh, he he's like he he take he accepts the responsibility when he does have a bad race. Like he's not saying things like "oh, the bike wasn't where it needed yeah. to be" or whatever. He's like, "Yeah, I just I got beat," you know. Yeah, he accepts that, and I think that's also a characteristic of somebody that's a champion. Well, then he goes into the next week. Yeah, and comes the next back week better he changes it, fixes it, and nothing seems to affect him. At least outwardly where other people can see he may go home and fall apart for all we know yeah but outwardly, did, did that come from the, all thing because it, it seemed that to be the opposite when he first came into the big those first couple of years were rough but i don't know i don't i think he's always had that chip on my shoulder kind of yeah. cocky attitude so i i think it's just he's the the cooper that the 250s cooper is back just took a couple of years for him to figure that out you know but 
Um, do you think it carries any momentum to outdoors? Yeah. Or do you think he's just spent? I don't think he's going to care as much. Just uh, a couple years ago, I don't think it's going to be that important to him. So, so yeah, well, I like, think he's probably physically and mentally exhausted. It's on t- industry seating, um, Jason said if it was him, he would be sitting at home, locked up in a room, like maybe even airtight so he doesn't get COVID. You know, all of his food already there, not visiting, not doing nothing, yeah. but maybe doing, he said maybe he would do like a hundred starts and that's it this week, <laughs> you know, because don't get hurt. Yeah. yeah. And so as everybody else, they're out there trying to get better. Everybody else is, or training for outdoors. Yeah. So. Well, you do have a longer break than normal between Supercross and outdoors. I think it's three, four weeks. Yeah. It used to be like what? Three two? Weekends. Yeah. 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 Now it's. Three, it's three weekends, so it's four weeks. Oh, yeah, four weeks. yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, we don't have a whole lot of time before we got to get Robbie on. Uh, Marvin Muskin wins. Yeah, and look, Cooper, Cooper had a couple chances to clean him out. I'm on the screen. French bread did it for me. Finally, I picked him for fantasy. Yeah, he, on the one weekend I he wins. I took him yes. last week, so I couldn't. But I've picked him every chance I get. Every Cooper could have taken him out and didn't. Uh, but Marvin rode great, right? I mean, it's, yeah. Maybe this revitalizes him a little bit. Maybe you know, maybe going into outdoors, it's a positive. I think it, I, it was cool to see him win. the 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 thing I think of is uh, the analogy I was thinking of was how okay. So if you look at back to another football analogy, I know I know TJ loves these, but la, last year, if you look at Dak's stats, he was like one of the best. But a lot of those came when they. With all of those stats came when they were already like twenty eight points down or something like that. Yeah. So it's they call the garbage time stats. This being at the end of the season, we we don't we, you know there's a handful of guys that are out. Uh, Roxon and Webb are just in in uh, uh, what is it championship mode. Like it does it, it is that does that affect it at all? Does that add asterisks on the win at all? I don't think so. It's still no. a win. I think for him for his outlook for his posit- his mental outlook. It's it's what something that he probably needed, right? I mean, look at last year when Zach wins the last race of the year, you and know, then he goes and, wins. and then he goes and wins the championship yeah. outdoors. Yeah. You know, it's it's it, it was motivating. It reinvigorated him. He did. It, it made him realize I can do this. Yeah, yeah. So it could it could definitely trickle on to outdoors. And Marvin's in the past has been fully capable of being a champion yeah. outdoors. I mean, so we'll see. I, th- I think it's going to be a positive. Uh, you know, do I think he's going to win again this weekend? Probably not. Yeah. But I, I don't expect Cooper to win either. I think Cooper is going to play it safe. Yeah. I mean, what does he have to do? Get like 10th? He pretty much has to finish. Just finish? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. AP is coming to that team next year. That's the rumor. And so it's, I mean, you have to think that has to be in the back of Marvin's head. Like, I have got to pick it up. I've got to do something. He's to resign. I know that, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, he doesn't want to be the third fiddle. You don't want to be the oh, third yeah, wheel yeah, at that team. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, okay, last thing about Salt Lake City, Jet Laurent, Michael Moseman, my boy Mose. Did you hear all the? the yeah, I, I've uh, enough of it. Yeah. What did you guys think about what Jet said in the press conference? I think that to my, to my question, by the way, yeah. I haven't got any credit for that yet. Oh, really? I haven't seen. It's all the, the all I'm seeing is his audio. Congratulations, Dark Side. <laughs> <laughs> it was by far. Well, I'm gonna talk to Daniel. This is the worst press conference of all time. Oh, because everybody, yeah, I it heard about just, that. It was a crap show. Why? Wait, wait, what? Everybody it was, was like getting on airplanes, and, and it was oh, disorganized. Yeah. And do you think that's Tyler bad? Wait till the next was week. Running it, and he just he wasn't prepped for it. I don't think. It, it yeah, must have been last minute. Just wait until next week at the final round when nobody cares anymore. 
they may wait till the next day. I don't I don't know. Last yeah, the last. But before we get on that, just yeah. real quick, because I know we're we're getting close we to time. Five minutes. Yep. I believe, and everybody I've talked to said I, they, I'm wrong, which is not surprising. But um, <laughs> I believe that I think you're wrong. That he <laughs> let sushi win. Like not okay, n- not like I'm gonna not stay. Hold on, not that I'm gonna stay behind him. But had that been somebody else up there, because I mean he doesn't. He's not gonna hurt any of the points. That's one of his closest friends. He's gonna get a win. I think he puts it more on the line for anybody else up there except for him. There's I, okay. I can see that he might have been like just like Cooper and Marvin. Yeah, they hadn't been teammates. Yeah, he parks him. So yes, I think he might have taken a lot more aggressive shot. I think but I, don't, I don't like when you say he let him win. Well, I, I, I think letting. more of like uh, I think I think Joe just showed real good poise and but he, Joe he just held for him, man. He yeah. just held off the challenges. Awesome. I mean, straight up, like I was watching and he he just didn't let those guys pass him. Tell me one up. other time that Jet's been behind Joe and didn't get it's around. A, it's him. a tight track, little one lined, and Doesn't he matter. made a couple he, mistakes and he just didn't get it done. I don't think that he let never. Him. He's never finished behind him when he was right on him. He had plenty of time. You watch him ride all day long. Jet was scrubbing things, doing things so aggressive. So he was still aggressive in those last. But he was he wasn't the same rider. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can. Okay, so back to the my original question though. With what Jet said, do you guys agree with what he said? I think that he's kind of embraced this new, like revitalizing the kind of the rock star mentality of you know how we used to see supercross in the 80s and 90s and he's kind of trying to live that i don't know that outward yeah just yeah. he's trying to be that kind of a little bit of that grain against the sand or however you want to say it but i i think that he might need to just reel it in it back a little bit just a touch just well i think his theory his outlook bring, on what mosman did was off base like mosman didn't Run him in hard. Yeah, uh, maybe he's. Just, I didn't think he touched him. Oh, they haven't. Have they had run-ins a lot before? Houston and maybe even in the past. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if in amateurs or not. I don't no, think it was. I don't Jet think wasn't for, over here that long for oh, the yeah. lashing. So, that yeah, he, that, they definitely had issues in Houston, but I don't think the lashing was justified. I, don't, I no, think it was a little too. I thought much. it was a little drastic, but yeah. Um, also, Christian Craig. Yeah, but, bummer. Bummer. Dude, did he, he get the race? He tried, and you just could tell that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's you could tell watching when I went back. You know, it's different hindsight when I went back and rewatched it today, and you could see on the heat race line that like he knew that he yeah, he yeah. had to show up. I felt he, so, I felt he knew that it Jericho. wasn't gonna. He knew that it wasn't gonna happen. What's it? What was his chances of like getting the title? Like getting back to the points lead what and all that like, stuff. Like, like how far out was he? Do you like five, remember? six nah, points? It wasn't very far. It was like yeah. six yeah. points. Less I think. 10. Yeah, I knew it was close. I just didn't yeah. know how close it was. All right, let's take a commercial break, and we'll come back with Robbie Wageman. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entertown. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kyle's Hockey, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. 
Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hair and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hair and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock On Grips today. Well, we are back from our first commercial break. As I mentioned, we're supposed to have Robbie Wageman in, but like my fantasy this weekend, my fantasy picks, he screwed us again. He's not here. He's not answering, but his brother RJ is. RJ, you're brought to us by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines. Use promo code MOTOX to save. What's up, RJ? What's going on, Dark Side? I'm glad I could pull through in multiple ways and uh, join the show. Clearly the better brother. That's exactly what I was going to say, yeah. The better <laughs> Wageman. Dude. Man, I have so many questions. I had so many, like, talking about the team and really all about oh, the what music. What you need to do the, is ask him his brother's questions and let him give whatever answers. Just answer. give whatever answers yeah, he wants. Exactly. Yeah. We, we may do that. All we of my questions, that. I was looking at them. They actually transfer pretty well. <laughs> Most of mine were about the Slayer gear and the Slayer graphics, so it doesn't translate. But, RJ, dude, you uh, you decided to race this weekend, man. That Was, uh, was that kind of last minute for you, or what's up? Yeah, it was super last minute. Um, I mean, I could definitely try and answer some questions about the team since Robbie does ride for them. And I actually got to ride for them this last weekend. So it was pretty awesome. Super last minute. Ryan Clark did bring it up um, when we were in Florida on our little Florida vac motocation, as as we'd like to put it. And yeah, some things came together and we figured why not give it a try and put another bike on the track and Robbie was going to do 450 that weekend. So we figured it'd be really cool. And now we're doing our little vlogs on the YouTube channel. And we were like, this would be cool to kind of document and all that kind of stuff. And it all worked out and I went racing. So how much time did you have any time on that bike or you pretty much, uh, you're one of those guys who just jump on a bike and go. Yeah. I mean the race bike, I didn't get to ride at all until Saturday morning, but luckily the way the team builds their practice bikes are almost identical. So I was able to ride, we have our own supercross track and I was able to get, I would say close to seven days on my brother's practice bike. I mean, he left for Atlanta and I threw some suspension, my own suspension on his bike and snuck out to our track a few times and able to ride his bike. So the bikes are pretty much identical. Um, the race bike, you know, it's got a little more bells and whistles on it, a little bit better package, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, it felt identical. So I got pretty lucky, um, in that sense. And I wish I had some more practice, but you know, I've been luckily 
I've raced supercross the last three seasons and stuff like that. I feel like once you kind of get a few days under your belt, it's like, okay, I remember how to do this. You know? Right, right, right. I'm sure you did well for anybody that picks you in fantasy. You probably benefited them. Like I mentioned, I had your brother and I literally went from like the top six in the whole thing to down in the thousands since he didn't make the main. Thanks a lot, yeah. Robbie. Did you not pick me? Did you not pick me? I didn't. Wow. Rough. I know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought one wageman was us playing it safe with I don't know, dude. I I, I I clearly I mean it was a mistake. I apologize. Yeah. yeah. So what, what you got, Scotty? Uh so when when you and your brother it sounds like y'all ride together a lot. When y'all do ride together, who's kind of like like I guess the instigator, who kind of rides a little dirtier, who kinda who kinda gets behind who or like what's what's that dynamic like? I mean, we keep it pretty clean. I like to mess around for sure, but I mean, I like to do it more back in the day when I was actually faster than my brother. So now that he's got, <laughs> yeah, I can talk all the crap I want, but like when it really comes down to it, like he just does laps around me. So um, at the practice track, like last season, it was kind of fun because, you know, you get the practice track so wired that. I could kind of keep up with him and stuff like that. So there were days where I could be like, Hey, I think I was doing this a little better, but then, you know, on race day, he would be like, you know, practice would be over and he'd be showing me the lap charts and he'd be like, well, it looks like I'm doing this a little better, you know, (laughs) he could always have the upper hand at the end of the day, but Yeah. yeah, we like to mess around and keep it fun. But unfortunately he's got me covered. So that's all good. (laughs) well talking about the team so i I was in communication with whoever runs the twitter i don't know if that's the team owner um but i was kind of when that a couple weeks ago i think it was at uh, atlanta 2 when the slayer gear came out yep and i was dude i was like oh you know like first of all first thing in the morning jericho Derek rankin sends me a picture of the bike and i'm like oh my god i gotta have one of those side panels so of course (laughs) i'm reaching out dm in the 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 team Twitter, I'm like, oh man, I, I, one of those needs to be in our studio, and he's like, yeah, I got, a, I got a message from the guy that said, well, I'll send you a contract if you mention our show in a positive or mention our team in a positive way for 666 shows. Well, you know, and you sign a contract in blood, maybe you'll get one. I was like, dude, that's like <laughs> that's like forever. 666 shows will be like, yes, yeah, it's, it's anyway. It was just funny though. The guy was giving me shit, and then. So I, as of right now, I don't think I'm going to get a Slayer jersey. I don't know if I'm going to get a Slayer side panel. But anyway, the team, man, I love the team because it's a, a metal-based team, Nuclear Blast Records. Um, yeah, talk, you talk about the team, though. I just All I do is talk about the music side of it. <laughs> no, they do an awesome job. It's funny. This weekend, we'll have to find out who runs the Twitter and come by the truck and, and give somebody some crap for that. But um no, the team's awesome. They do a, an exceptional job, especially, you know, with the funding they have and the support they have. I mean, the presence is there, you know, the creativity with always changing the bike and, and matching the gear and all that kind yeah. of stuff. They do a wonderful job. I think their setup this year was awesome. Um, and every year they just, they really try to focus on getting better and better. I mean, um, I feel like Chris Elliott is kind of the man behind the scenes with all of that. And then, we all, I don't know if you guys know much about Ryan Clark or the name, but I mean, he ripped back in the day, like, oh, he was yeah. amazing, you know, week in and week out. Um, so he just has this great perspective on 
what it's like to race supercross. I mean, you can come back to the truck and you can really go over different lines and, and stuff like that. And, and bike setups huge, you know, he's been through it. So I think that's just a huge, huge benefit for that team. Um, he's helped my brother a lot. So they, yeah, they do a great job. The bikes rad and every year they, they look to improve. I mean, every weekend they look to improve. And I think that's cool. You know, for me always being on my own, you know, and just racing out of the van, like this was a, a great experience for me to race out of a semi this last weekend. And, um, you know, just before the day even started, like Ryan pulled me aside and was like, all right, you know, there's obviously there's no expectations or anything like that, but he's like, I still want to keep the day the same as I would for anybody else. So let's make a game plan and just the little things. And, and, you know, I don't want to call them like shortcuts or anything like that, but almost like to put your mind at ease, like having a game plan. I never even really thought of that. I mean, of course we always have a game plan as a racer, but to really stick to it and, and follow it, I think it's such a huge part to, you know, achieving your goals throughout the day and stuff like that. And watching footage back on the TV and, and being like, Hey, this is where we can improve and stuff like that. So for me, you know, realistically being under a semi for the first time and having somebody like Ryan Clark being right there by my side, I mean, that was huge. And I really enjoyed it. I'm stoked. I'm going to do it again this weekend. So yeah, I'll be up there. I'll be there Friday morning. So, so is is that team, uh, are you going to be involved with that team more? Like, or is it just for that weekend? How's that working out? Um, well, I mean, the plan was kind of always, you know, we verbally talked about this, you know, like I said, back in Florida, which was at the very first round of the West coast series, Ryan Clark was like, Hey, it'd be cool if you rode our bike, you know, at the East coast round while your brother did the 450, then we could still have two bikes under the truck. And so I was like, yeah, I kind of tossed it around, but you know, as, as it got closer, I was like, you know, maybe this would be fun. So I was like, I'm going to hop on this. And at, at, that time and leading into the weekend it was just to do this one round there was no you know talk about doing another round or anything like that but now that hardy munoz is hurt he got injured in atlanta i think Mm -hmm. the first second round um when we were cleaning up on saturday night ryan was like man it would be cool honestly to have both bikes running again next weekend like are you up for it and at first yeah i kind of was i was pumped i was like wow i can't believe like he's asking me but i was like dude I talked to him on the phone yesterday when I finally made the decision and I was like, dude, I don't want to like embarrass your team. Like I haven't really been <laughs> in and out on Supercross, And he's like, dude, like you just got 13th in the main event. Like I wouldn't ask you to do it if I thought, you know, you were going to embarrass us. So he was like, yeah, just hop on the bike, have fun, no expectations. And again, he's like the big picture to have, you know, it's cool to have you and your brother, on the track at the same time, have both our bikes out there. He's like, that's what we want. So I was like, yeah, like, let's do it. So yeah, I'm stoked. But as far as me racing for the team in in the future, after this weekend, there's no talk or anything like that. I mean, yeah, I don't really have a plan for the future. As far as racing, I'm just kind of taking it day by day and I'm going to do, uh, do it this weekend and just enjoy it. And, you know, really have some fun. Is that the team running outdoors? They were thinking about trying to do a couple of the local ones here in Cali, like yeah. maybe Fox Nash or whatever they call it, Fox, oh, Paula, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hangtown, maybe Colorado. But I think you know how it is, man. It, like you get to towards the end of the season and like you realize how much budget you have left. If they have any left, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, my brother would love to. He did 
four or five rounds last year. So my brother, you know, if he could squeeze in three to five rounds again this year, he would love to do it. So I, I think they're going to try and make something happen, but there's nothing in writing. With the way, it. with the way that the, um, the coast of the two fifty class and even the four fifty class, I mean, kind of not as deep as they have been as far as, as many riders and entries on average, I think this is going to be a big year for guys who are able to just hit two or three races and have good showings. So, you yeah, know what I mean? Nope. Like go out, yeah. hit call, like talk to some other local kids here. They're going to hit Colorado. They're going to hit, you know, Iron Man, just the ones that are local. But I think it's going to be a really good year for that. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it is crazy. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of people about, obviously the 250 east division i feel like that's been you know the talk of the town and then of course i went and raced and everybody's like man like there were what's up like why were there only 26 guys on the line and i i just i mean nobody predicted you know for that many guys to get hurt and and all that kind of stuff and then the way this series as far as supercross went you know they they were able to do seven rounds in three weeks yeah you know those two residencies and then for a lot of people to make the commute to Utah for a single round, like you kind of can't blame some of the privateer guys for being like, eh, like that's out of my budget, you know? So yeah, yeah. hopefully make something happen. And, you know, with having maybe a little bit more of an organized outdoor schedule, I mean, I don't know it by heart, but at least for us being out here on the West coast, like we could knock two or three rounds out and not have to really go back and forth across the, you know, the United States of America. So that's that also is very helpful for a privateer. Of course. Oh, okay. So I got I got a beef jerky question. Uh, yeah. So first of all, I think that's like I think that whole thing's awesome. That that's how y'all are like supporting yourself. I think that kind of entrepreneurship is is what we need in the sport, and I think that's awesome that you guys do that. Um, my I, my question is, I was just wondering if y'all like. If, if y'all are working with somebody who makes beef jerky, is it like a drop ship kind of thing? That's or? actually what Robbie's doing right now. He's slaying animals and drying. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he couldn't be on the. <laughs> that's that. No, that's I just Robbie. he's he's out at the ranch, cutting yeah. uh, up the cow. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I was just I was just wondering like what like what y'all's involvement with that was and kind of how how that all worked. Yeah, I mean all the product. I mean. All the product that, you know, if you were to order online or anything like that comes directly from us, like our hands touch it first, um, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, we work with, closely with a beef jerky manufacturer and um, and all that. I mean, we're not out in the garage. You're out well, the I mean, I knew that. I just didn't know if it was like <laughs> yeah. a, a logo on some random like jerky or if, yeah, actually yeah, do, yeah. So that's cool. Oh, no, no, no. This the. I mean, this company um, is very large that makes beef jerky, but they don't they don't have like their own, um, you know, specific brand. And then yeah. like uh, anything. Yeah. So, yeah, we're definitely really lucky. I mean, it's a long story how it how it came around. But, um, dude, we're enjoying it. And the support has been unreal. I mean, I shipped out. When I left last Thursday for Utah, I shipped out just over 20 orders and I left on Thursday. I know those numbers may seem small to you guys, but for us, I mean, like 20 orders is absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, and then I left Thursday and I got home Monday and I'm sitting on the computer and I had 17 new orders. And I was like, wow, like this is unreal. Um, and so the support from all you guys out there has been awesome. Like we totally love it. It's it like is really cool because people are buying a product to help us go racing and they're getting something out of it. You know, like mm -hmm. that's kind of, yeah, 
came is like, oh, yeah, you could do like a GoFundMe or like, hey, this is how you could get your name on our bike or anything like that. But we just thought it would be really cool to have like what could we do that's different than a T-shirt or an article of clothing, you know, to give back to the people that want to help us. And I mean, the jerky's good, too. If you like beef jerky, like, I'm not just saying that because yeah. our name like it's good product. I love eating it. So I know you send it. Uh, Darkside gets it, and then he hoards it, and then lets yeah, us have I've, one a little piece. Here I've had and a there. little, uh, a little crumb. Well, here, here's a, first of all, <laughs> our deal with them is we're not getting free product. I'm not. I'm buying this product. Oh, okay, but you because just, I, I don't expect them. They're too small to give us anything for free. <laughs> if you didn't so bring enough for the whole I'm class, I'm buying this product, and I don't share my snacks. You've already, we've already <laughs> we talked already, about this. Don't know about this. Now I, about I do this. have a pack of a one of the one ounce. Like yeah. uh, little sample packs, basically, of uh-huh. the black pepper right here. Yep. And I'll tell you what, if the first person that can email us at MotoXPodShow at gmail.com and tell us, uh, here's what I want to know. Since Robbie was supposed to be on tonight, uh, I'm looking right here. Okay, in 2013, Robbie raced the Monster Energy Cup. I want to know what he finished in what class. First person to answer that at our email, we'll get this package of black pepper. Yeah, I'm going to my email right now. So we have a listener question. Garrett Rockley wants to know what's the most purchased flavor. Oh man, that is so tough. It's it's sweet and spicy, but it bounces back and forth between sweet and spicy and western. I mean, those are for sure our two most popular flavors. Um, Seven Deuce Deuce has been climbing though, guys. Yeah, this- yeah. That's kind Black of my go-to pepper. now. I, I started off, the, the sizzling hot was my favorite. And honestly, yeah. it still is my favorite, but it is the hottest jerky, the hottest food I've ever had in my mouth. <laughs> so I can only eat a little bit at a time, and then I go to the 7 Deuce Deuce, and I eat like two packages. <laughs> yeah. So, you, need to, yeah. you need to write up a deal and send a bunch of the jerky, like, like some sample packs to Joe Rogan, because that dude's big on beef jerky. Oh, yeah. And the fact that you're using it to support y'all's racing, you may get a lot of press from that. That would be cool. That dude's a man. Yeah. And I will say that uh, RJ sent out an uh, order for us for our show today because our Patreon supporters are getting, a, like, a care package. Yeah. All our Patreon supporters are getting a care package with some things in it from some of our sponsors. X-Brand yep. sent me some stuff. Um a Cherubis is sending some stuff, and RJ sent out a care package of jerky today that we're gonna that our our patron supporters are gonna get. And I think we also we've had some uses of our code, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You guys have been killing it, Moto X Pod Twenty One. So thanks to all the support, all the Texas fans, baby. I That's, like it. Yeah, te- Texas loves. Yeah, I appreciate jerky. that. Well, I I know Jordan McCormick and Jake Curry, who yeah. I had on the wrap up show a few weeks ago, and their listeners they ordered some today. I think Jordan ordered some. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, his order. Yeah, I got a little comment with that. That was cool. I always dig it when people leave a little comment on their order. Um, I can't remember this exact comment somebody left me, but he was all pumped on the sweet and spicy. And moral of the stories, he said that he had never ridden so good at, at a practice day at the track. So I was like, Dude, that's. <laughs> I hooked him up with an extra bag of sweet and spicy because of his that's comment. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, what you got, Scotty? Um, so. So I've been I've been at the local tracks and I've you know I've been to pro races and I've I've been on the track at the same time as if guys as like y'all speed like you know you're Ben LeMays and you're John Shorts and your Ryder Floyds and you you and your brother and they, that caliber of speed and when I'm riding and I get passed by y'all or I either watching y'all ride at a local race like I don't see how you really can go 
like that much faster. Like, and there's these, and then you get to the pro races, and these and the top guys on factory teams are three to four seconds a lap, <laughs> and it's yeah. like. And I just wanted your perspective. I know we can all speculate from our side, but I just wanted your perspective on what the little things those guys are doing since you're on the same track as them. Like, what what do you, you think it is that is it the bikes? Is it fitness? I mean, I know just you don't have to go that deep, but like, what what do you what is your perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, I'll try not to go that deep into that, but I mean, my I'm a just a firm believer in that the overall program. Like, imagine. Like the reason why my brother didn't answer the phone right now is because he's out by himself. You know, I mean, half the track has sprinklers around it. The other half has water hoses. So he's out there by himself watering the track for tomorrow, you know, and he rode there this morning. So get this, like Monday night, he goes to our track to water and you flood it so you can ride Tuesday. Then you ride Tuesday, you come home, you do your own bike work. And then, you know, you hang out for a little bit. Maybe you can get a little run in or a little bike ride in. And then he's right back out to the track to water for the following day. So, I mean, we're not complaining. We're so thankful to have that. The track's 20 minutes from our house. Like, we couldn't be more happy to have, a, you know, our very – we've created our own program to have that. And it's awesome. But imagine being a guy like, you know, a, you know, a guy like, I don't even know, take a 250 guy like Joe Shimoda or something like that. As somebody who's on PC, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Cameron McAdoo, whatever, like they show up to the track on Tuesday morning. Somebody watered it the night before, you know, yeah. and then they're, they show up in their pickup truck while the pro circuit box van rolls in with their bike completely prepped and their mechanic shows up to time them, do their motos, all that kind of stuff. And then when they're done riding, they get out of their gear, hop in their truck and say, you know, see you later, mechanic. Um, I'm going to go get some lunch and then go on a bike ride. And then like, I'll meet you back here at 9am tomorrow morning. You know, it's like, and they deserve that. Don't get me wrong. They're out on the podium every weekend, but to get that chance to get that, I mean, imagine how much your lifestyle would change. Like there's days where it's like, Oh man, I really want to go train on my bicycle today or go to the gym. But like I am whooped and I got to go back to the track to water for tomorrow. If I want to ride tomorrow, you know? So well, you we've I, seen a lot of the guys, the mid tier guys, catch a lucky break because for one reason or another, and get a fill in ride or get to do that. And for a lot of guys, it's made big differences. Sure. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, and again, I don't want to go too deep into it. And I totally believe, like the Joe Shimoda, the Cameron McAdoo. I mean, dude, all those guys—they really they deserve it for sure. Not a, you know, they've mm-hmm. had an incredible amateur career into their pro career. They they totally deserve it, but that's just like, I feel like the biggest difference, you know, and then you get on that team and all you have to do is focus really on your riding and your training and you get the good tires and you get the good suspension and everything just kind of clicks and comes along with it. And I, you know, I feel like that's where a lot of separation is now. Don't get me wrong. Like you can still be the caliber of speed, like how my brother, I mean, he got ninth at the the first round of the West coast swing. I mean, you can do it. I'm not saying it's just, know it's the separation i feel like that's where it comes from in, in my opinion and that's i'm nothing against it that's just the way the cookie crumbles and yeah that's my belief though yeah hey quick shout out to our guy blue david brown he's already answered the trivia question so i will send out some black pepper awesome our jerky thanks for playing yeah thank you congrats we appreciate that too that's cool thanks dark side yeah man of course so before we let you go um you know, I have a couple questions about your brother since, you know, originally he was supposed to be the, the interview guy. And the answer was 2013, 
fourth place in Super Mini at Monster Cup. Back, you know, so that was, what, eight years ago? Um, like, your brother's an up-and-coming guy, 13, or fourth in the Super Mini class there. That's that's pretty big, I would think. What what did that mean to him to, and that, that's that type of platform, right, the, the Monster Energy Cup, to do that well? Was that a big deal? Like, what did he think about it? No, I, dude, I mean, yeah, that was a huge deal. I mean, I feel like, I mean, of course, I'm going to take my brother's side, but sure. I mean, I, my brother had a pretty darn outstanding um, amateur career, and I think he was just always kind of that guy that, like, if you look at those results, I mean, I'm sure Moseman was in there. Maybe Cinderella even won it that year or Forkner or something like that, you know, but, like, my brother, instead of my brother being right there on that podium to maybe get that next tier level of sponsorship, he was just kind of always – that little tick behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for him to be top five at the Monster Energy Cup, I mean, yeah, heck yeah. We were always, I mean, no matter what, you know, my dad always would tell us, like, you know, it's in the blood and we're doing this because, you know, just for the fun of the sport and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think my parents ever thought it would turn out to be what it's been. So, yeah, those results, absolutely awesome and and a huge boost in confidence and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure if you ask him now, I'm sure he's got all the, you know, memorabilia of that. And I'm, <laughs> I think he had a custom painted helmet for that round. I'm pretty sure. And he had like, uh, like Carlos, baby Carlos from the movie hangover was painted on it. It's pretty darn. <laughs> That's funny. Oh yeah. It was cool. Definitely awesome. Awesome, awesome yeah. man. Yeah. Well, Hey, uh, RJ, it's, I really appreciate you answering and saving the day for us. Um, please <laughs> tell your brother, no big deal. Well, bust his balls about it, but it's fine. It worked out good. Uh, we got a chance to talk to you a little bit, and I, I'm really stoked, man. I'm gonna come by the truck this weekend, even though we're really not supposed to, you know, come by and talk. But I'm, so, I'm gonna come by your truck, and we're gonna we're gonna hang out for a little bit. Yeah, no, let's do it. Come by the truck. I missed you, you know, there in Texas. Yeah. We're parked in the uh, upper lot, so you'll see when you get there this weekend. I'm sure you've probably already kind of heard. There's two separate um, pro pit lots, so okay. we're in like lot it's a little bit of a hike but um that's where we are so yeah we'll be at the nuclear blast semi all day and we're gonna turn some laps and have some fun all right you gonna be around friday any yeah i'm literally was just you were calling me as i was uh trying to book my flight so oh, nice. fly out thursday evening or early friday morning i haven't decided yet but yeah i'll be there and uh yeah we'll have some fun yeah man i land around 10 30 or so friday and i got to go to the state to do my covid test so i'll I'll swing by and see if you're around. Cool. You got my number yep. and uh, thanks for having me on and forever is listening. Thank you for supporting our jerky and, and supporting our career. Check out our YouTube channel, Wageman bros and uh, eat our meat. That's it. <laughs> eat our jerky.com. It's the letter R eat our jerky.com promo code moto X pod 21 capital M uh, support the boys and let help them keep going racing. Thanks RJ. Thanks boys. We'll see you later. All right. See you bud. All right, that's R.J. Wageman, not Robbie Wageman, but hey, that was good, man. I just subscribed to his YouTube channel. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. His, so his his reason for not being there was pretty funny, though. Oh, he's he's watering the track, man. Yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> that's privateer life. Right? life. Can't really be mad. <laughs> Can't yeah, really be cool. mad. I'm sure I'll get a text or something later, and you know, we'll we'll reschedule. We'll figure it out. We'll get Robbie back on. Uh, quick commercial break. We'll be back with Mason Kerr. He has answered. He's ready to go. So <laughs> be right back. 
We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at, at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you, as always. All right, we're back. The next guest is brought to you by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. Blood Lubricant has many series of oils to fit your needs, as well as chain lube, degreaser, polyclean, and more. With your ride moto, race dirt track, sprint cars, side-by-sides, Blood Lubricants has what you need. Use promo code MOTOX, all caps, to save. Tonight, Blood Lubricants brings us true privateer Mason Kerr. What's up, dude? How's it going, Dark Side? It's going good, man. How uh, how you feeling after Salt Lake City and uh, another main event? Oh, uh, feeling good. Feeling good. Um, I mean, despite the numbers, it, it still felt really good to get in the main event and, and get out there and put a solid 15 in. Yeah. Uh, I got a little gas there at the end and had some clutch issues. So, um, I mean haven't been running that pace or that that length of race all season long um it'll catch up to you quick yeah let's let's talk about your program a little bit people that don't know you you did make your first ever main event last year at salt lake city so it's been good to you but man you are a true privateer right out of the back of a pickup most of the time or a van yeah yeah i got a got a 2003 ford e350 um it's got uh about three hundred thousand miles on it nice yeah we got a little camper shell on the back of it back of it so works out pretty good yeah that's old school man i mean not, not even in a you know most like privateers these days are at, at minimum in a sprinter 
Yeah, sprinters are too expensive, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, how do you how do you manage then? Like, what's your program, man? How do you get to the races? Who helps you out? Uh, I mean, you got to have a day job. Like, what's your story? Um, I got kind of, I got my hands in a bunch of different different little gigs here. I uh, I do a little bit of coaching when I'm back home. Um, I work for my dad. He's an electrician, but I'm not in the apprenticeship or anything yet. So I. I really can only do so much like pulling wire running yeah. pipe and stuff like that. Um, nothing too crazy or too dangerous. And then, uh, do a little bit of dirt work. We got a skid loader back home. Um, so I do a little bit of side jobs and stuff there. And, um, I got a lot of, a lot of really good sponsors, um, that helped me out. Uh, Michael Carey, he's been with me the last shoot, probably three or four years. Um, he helps me out with fuel, he actually owns the 250 that I ride. Um, I own my 450, and he owns the 250. So it, it helps having people that are are into the sport and and like to give back. You know, um, there aren't aren't really a lot of them out there. Yeah, it's tough, man. Uh, yeah, it's not not a lot of people like to. I mean, realistically, as a sponsor, you're you're losing money when you're giving it to somebody um, to go racing. You know. Yeah, yeah, we and hear that so all the time. Yep. It's just for the love of it, and and it's really cool to cool to have some people behind me like that. You know, I've got a, quite a few other cash sponsors, and um, I'll give them all a shout out here at the end of the show. But yeah, there there's a lot of people behind me that that you don't necessarily see. You know, on the weekends, a lot of people behind the scenes that help me out. Yo, so uh, what I want to ask you first, I guess, when you're traveling, you're going to these races. What is besides money like what is something that people maybe don't realize you have to deal with you know when you're you're getting to the stadium you're at the track all day you're doing the work yourself like talk about like that what people maybe don't realize you're having to deal with on a day-to-day basis at trying to run this this series Uh, i mean obviously this year being in the cities for more than one round it's it's nice okay um because we aren't we aren't driving as much but it's still pretty gnarly. Like some of the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday rounds, you know, we, we get done Saturday night, wake up Sunday morning and you're sore and don't really want to do anything. <laughs> Try and go and get a, go and get a workout in or something like that, you know, to make you feel better. And then just pretty much just chill on Sunday, kind of have a recovery day. And then Monday you're already back at the track, washing the bike and getting it ready for Tuesday. And so it's, I mean, they're the obvious other things like not being able to, ride and stuff between the rounds yeah i was gonna ask about that working out and stuff like that but um realist really it's like the bike prep and stuff it just sucks you know keeping up on bikes sucks yeah yeah not having a mechanic yeah and i know some guys like i've had some privateers reach out and like hey do you got anybody you know anybody in this area that can help me on this particular day what about the uh um TJ, what's the privateer, the Garrett, Garrett Slagle's thing, uh, privateerlife.mx? Yeah, privateer life, yeah. Have you, have you signed up for that at all? Oh, man. Actually, it's funny. I've never qualified for a national in my life, but I think I've won like three of those. Nice. So one year when I think me and Stank and our buddy Gary and our other buddy Lugnut were doing the nationals, yeah, I literally didn't qualify for a boat all summer long, and I, I guess I made like, I don't know, it's like – 225 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Usually pay your entry fee or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of nice that summer, but yeah, Garrett really helps out in the the privateer life thing and the privateer. Yeah. The privateer life. Uh, That's really cool. 
Yeah, but that website also, like if, you know, like you were talking about, like if you're traveling and there's people that sign up, right, and they could maybe give you a case of water or whatever they sign up for, like it's individualized. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Like, you know, I don't know if you realize that's what that website does. Like there's people, if you're traveling from Salt Lake City back home, there might be somewhere along the way that somebody's like, yeah, dude, crash at my house and save you, you know, a hotel or whatever, you know, but there's, that website's really cool for the privateers. And if like the privateers don't realize it, they need to sign up because there's so many people that help out. And for our listeners that don't know about it, privateerlife.mx, go sign up, man. Like you can sign up for like literally as little as if a rider's coming through, I'll give you a case of water. Like it's pretty yeah. awesome. So anyway, uh, Scotty, I'm yeah, sorry. Really I interrupted cool. you, bud. Oh, no, it's okay. So when, when y'all go to a race day schedule and a program, like y'all, I mean, y'all as a privateer, you're already, it's obviously you're at a disadvantage with bike program, all of the above. Do you think that the schedule of the layout of the night show, because it seems like, you know, you do your LCQ and then all it, it can't be more than an hour. You're already back on the line. Do you, do you think that you guys, and I don't know really know what would change, but do you think you guys are even giving a fair chance or do you, when you show up, do you feel like, well, I never, I know I don't even have a chance. I'm already you know? at a disadvantage. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause, and, you know, do you feel that way at all? Yeah, honestly, I feel like that rolling into the race on a Friday, you know, Friday morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You. But it's like we choose to do it. And, and there's a reason that Kenny and Eli and all those dudes have the support that they do. You know, they're, they're the best. And, and we got to earn that right to have those luxuries. Um, it sure would be nice if, if our promoter would, give us a little more kickback, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, like maybe uh, not charge the people who are there to race, to race. I yeah, mean, I understand yeah. the outdoors a little bit because all that money that gets paid to the riders comes out of, yeah. comes from the track owner. The track owner takes the entry fee. I mean, I can kind of understand that, but when it comes to Supercross and all the TV and all that kind of stuff, like I, I seriously would like to find whoever's in charge and kick them in the nuts and say, why are you charging these guys to make you oh, money, yeah, I could go off on on a million different. Okay, well, so so off of that, <laughs> why'd you interrupt him? Okay, <laughs> He's about to go off. Teach. I'm not going. I'm not going to. I'm not going to interrupt him. I'm not going to interrupt him about did. going off. But I'm going to ask him what's something besides that, obviously, that like a small change that you think the Supercross could make that could help the privateers be able. I know besides giving y'all money or whatever, something in the program, something along those lines that you deal with while you're there. Cause you've been to a question. bunch of them without actually making it in. So you can see, you've seen it from that side. Well, first off, they could give us all press day instead of the same people every other weekend or one team this weekend and one team the next weekend and then repeat the process. Okay. That would be, you know, yeah. um, much as they don't want to, I mean, we all pretty much go out and do the rhythms and stuff like that on the tracks, probably within the first practice of the day anyways. But to be able to go and do that on Friday and figure that, I mean, they literally get two like 30 minute sessions for yep. press on. Friday. Yeah. Yep. But like to be able to go out and figure that out and then just be able to go into your free practice on Saturday and, you know, triple everything first lap and be pushing that whole time that would be a start, I guess, but I've tried a few times and, and haven't succeeded at getting press. So we'll see next year. Yeah. Sean's talked to Sean Brennan's talked about that a little bit before and how that works. And that that's a big one, a reoccurring complaint from the privateers that we get a lot. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I, just, I know it's an issue. The guys that they have out there, obviously they're going to bring in 
more more press right attention or whatever you want to call it than we are but it's like it doesn't take a whole lot to let another five guys go out there and right. and figure it out you know yeah, and I don't think this year they did the early morning press for like local TV, and that that usually is where guys like yourself get get it because like Jason Anderson's not coming out at five a.m., but yeah, Adam Entenapp yeah. and and Mason Kerr, those guys, they'll come out and we get some ride time. But I don't think they've done yeah, that right. at all this year. Yeah, yeah, it's been a little funky this year, and and you know I have no idea what it takes to run an organiz or run an organization like Supercross or run a something like Supercross. So, you know, I may have somewhat of a biased opinion, but yeah, I think that would be a, at least a start there, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I, that's a fair answer. Uh, I want to ask you about like local races. Do you find time or chances to go hit like local money races in different places and to, to add to your income? Yeah. During the summer. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of County fairs back home. Right. A lot. A lot of a lot of county fair races back home where sometimes I'll be able to drive an hour and a half, two hours on a Wednesday night and come home with a thousand bucks. So, Ooh, I like it. Um, yeah, it's definitely not a bad deal. Um, and sometimes where are you you end, uh, Iowa, Iowa, middle of Iowa, Des Moines. But yeah, sometimes you end up racing dudes with you know work boots and, and <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, but yeah, most of the time they pay pretty good, and I'm gonna do that. Justin Brayton shootout back home at Riverside Raceway. Um, Darkside, you were there last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna do that once once I get back home, and I'm really gonna try and focus on my schools and stuff this summer. Though I'm gonna try and build my following with that, and and see where that takes me. You know. Yeah. I get a a good feeling coaching kids, and and the money's not bad either. So. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. I actually had a question about uh, about doing the schools. Um, so. When you get a guy that comes in that's already pretty experienced in riding for a long time, what is like like the the biggest thing or like the first thing that you try to change or the biggest flaw that you notice from experienced guys that like you know your your vet intermediate guys like what what do you what do you notice that that's your quick change for those guys? Um, it's different with everybody, you know, because that's what makes motorcycle or dirt bike racing so cool is that is there's so many different ways to go fast, right? Uh, but I would say most of it is being on your toes. A lot of people, even I, I catch myself still riding flat-footed sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. I look at my the bottom of my boots, and I got wear marks in my in the arch of my feet. And So, yeah, that would probably be the biggest one that I see out of whether it's an experienced guy or whether it's somebody who doesn't even know how to hit a corner at all. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. That's my biggest struggle is trying to get on my toes. That's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Helps so much. I have a lot of struggles. My list is way too long. Mason, <laughs> Mason witnessed some of my struggles when Anton worked me on a pit bike. Oh, man, that was awesome. Jeez. Hey, what, are those, <laughs> what are those bikes called, that the other ones that you guys race? What are those things called? Oh, man, the uh, the mini bikes. My buddy Flying Ryan. Ryan the Mad Keenan's Dogs? Flying Ryan's mini bikes races. Yeah, um, but he has, what uh, do you call those bikes? There's a term for them up there. I think they're called, like, Baja. Mini, Baja Warriors or whatever. Okay, like, there's just um, like you can pick them up at a Mills Fleet Farm or or wherever for like two hundred, three hundred bucks. Oh, then, like the pipe frame mini bikes. Yes. Oh, yeah, they were, like Mason was shredding on those things <laughs> with like the pull start motor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't about to ride those. Yeah, those, yeah, those are hard. Man, those are hard. Yeah, I need to redeem myself, but I don't think I'm going to make it up there this year. Uh, I don't yeah. know. We'll have to see. 
Um, Mason, so you talked about like working on your bike yourself, but you do have one of the coolest mechanics in the pits. I think I, I this is like what I reached out to you this weekend because I'm watching the LCQ and the camera is behind like where the, the mechanics were standing. And I was like, oh, there's a blonde out there, like a, a, a lady wrenching, you, you know, holding the, pit, there, huh? holding the pit board. And then yeah. I see you go by and her throw the, the board over. And I was like, oh, that's Mason's chick. So yeah. your chick Carly has, I mean, she's your wrench. Yeah. Yes. We, uh, we make a good team. Um, she has been flying back home during the week and working all week long. And then she'll fly out on a, on a Friday night. And, um, sometimes she gets to stay during the week. Um, like she stayed for a week or two in Florida and she's here with me this week. And yeah, she helps me out a lot, whether it's, making breakfast on race days or getting my gear washed or she can lube a chain now and tear <laughs> nice. offs and stuff like that and transponders. So yeah. 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 She, uh, I mean, I don't really have anybody else that can make it out each weekend, you know, and I don't like going and racing by myself. That, that's scary. You know, that's scary you know, and not for, as much fun. I don't think I like, you gotta have somebody to share that with. Yeah, exactly. You know, if she was here last year when we, when I made my first main event out here and, um, it was awesome to ride back to the pit and have somebody who's just as, as excited as I was, you know. Oh, I love hearing that, man. Yeah, is is she around? Can we talk to her? Yeah, she's actually right here. Yeah, let's hey, talk to Carly. Hey. hey. What's up, Carly? How are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing good. So I, I want to get your side of things. I do this. We do these podcasts every once in a while where we get riders, girlfriends, and wives that, you know, whether it be Blake Baggett's wife or whatever, hear their side of the story. But I, you're the first that actually goes down to the line, has to help maybe pack a gate, set the whole shot device. That stuff's not easy. And I just like yeah. talk about on supercross suspension, set yeah. the whole shot device. <laughs> like talk about what that's like for you and what the experience feels like. Like, are there nerves? Is it fun? What do you what do you think about it all? Oh man. Um, so last year I didn't go down to the gate with him at all. I was just pretty much like up in the stands watching him. He had like other friends and stuff come down with him or he was just by himself. It was a weird season last year with COVID and everything, but this year came around and we just kind of talked and decided at the beginning of the year that I was going to be mechanic all year round. And I don't know, at first I freaked out. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not going to be any help when I'm down there. And he's like, honestly, just having someone down there with a backpack with tools in it, things like that. He goes, that's more than, you know, just being down there by myself. So I was like, you know what, I'll try. I'll (laughs) see how it goes this year. And I don't know, it's been really cool being able to like be there with him right on the gate and calm him down. And I don't know, just kind of give him last minute encouragement and stuff like that before he goes out. And I don't know, I try and do my best every time he like comes back from a race. I'm like, okay, what, what can I do next time? Like, what can I do to help? Yeah. Like, what do you not want me to do next time? I don't know. I, I just try and help as much as I can. Well, I, I know that stereotypically us guys can be kind of buttholes when things aren't going well. So does he come off the track and he's pissed and you're like, you know, like, uh, I don't either, sh- you know, shut up, quit being a little baby or, or like, you, you know, what's your, what is your technique for dealing with him when things aren't going well? Uh, I've kind of, had oh god I don't know like both approaches I guess like there have been times where 
we've been together long enough now that when he's mad, like obviously I know when he's mad and he just is the type of person that needs a space. So okay. he'll just go off and sit by himself and I'll just leave him alone and wait till he cools down to talk to him. And then there's sometimes where I know that like, I don't know if he will say this himself, but I think he's a lot safer of a writer. Um, than I guess some other guys. So I know that there's times where he could probably push himself a little bit more, uh, which is hard in his position because he doesn't want to get hurt. He doesn't, he's not in a position like he's going to be screwed if he gets hurt and he's out the rest of the season. So there are times where we'll get back like after qualifying and I'm like, okay, you've got to do this here or else like, do you want to say goodbye to the night show or what? Because (laughs) (laughs) there's, I like it. it. Yeah. (laughs) There's different. It just depends on the day. Depends on, the, okay, on the situation. How he's doing? Yeah. Yeah. My question is kind of along this the same lines. Is like is is when y'all is there like a a difference like a switch flipped when like like during the week y'all is a couple and then during the race day is like do y'all stay pretty much like a couple or does it does business and does pleasure. it completely change in like that that kind of dynamic? Uh, I mean. I don't know. Again, it just kind of depends. It's, I guess, pretty much the same, but there's also a lot of like, he just kind of does his own thing. And that's one thing that I think helps him succeed the most on race days is just doing his own thing and me just kind of doing my own thing. I'll just sit there and I don't know, like he'll be working on the bike or I'll be I don't know, doing something else. So it just kind of depends on like what type of mood he's in, if he's super nervous or not. I just, for the most part, I just kind of like let him do his thing. So I guess that's, I don't know, that's pretty normal for us. So just doing our own thing. So, well, I've got a couple more questions for you, Carly. First one is the pit board. Um, He probably wants lap times or whatever, but is, have you ever put it like, what's the most, inspirational message or like maybe a funny message. You have a little inside joke, anything interesting you ever put on the pit board or is it pretty much all business like lap times position? Mainly lap times, but we have a little inside joke. There was at the beginning of the season, he had some friends in town that were here for the race and we got done and he didn't, I don't even think he made the night show that night. If I remember right, I don't think he qualified and we went to a gas station and he like grabbed beer and he comes back to the van when he gets in. And I was like, you didn't even make the night show, bud. And you think you can like be drinking beer tonight. (laughs) And so now we have a, now we have a running joke that it's like main event beers or night show beers. Like I would write that on the pit board. So yeah, kind of a little motivation. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So our, uh, our buddy, Chris Kiefer, who is a, he's a professional tester and his wife, Heather has run the, uh, pit board for him at some races and she'll put, uh, let's say more romantic inspiration on some of the boards <laughs> at times. So that's, uh, yeah, we won't get into that too much, but I, I think having your, your chick, your girlfriend, you you know, out there doing that, that could get kind of fun. Maybe, you know, Hey, if you, you know, gain a yeah. second, uh, we'll talk later, but, uh, okay. So anyway, my other question for you is what is the most difficult or you can give me the most fun part of, you know, helping them out at the races, being down on the line. Uh, if, if either one stands out to you, give me whichever one you pick to answer. Um, difficult for me would probably be not being able to like physically do more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I don't know. I kind of pride myself in like wanting to help him as much as I can. And like, I definitely get stares when I'm down in the mechanics area, being the only girl usually. And I have blonde hair and I have my makeup done and I (laughs) usually have nice clothes on. So I definitely get stares. So I don't want people to like underestimate me. And there are so many times where he'll be on the gate and I'll like go to set his whole shot device because I can do it. And people will come over and do it before I even get a chance to. And I'm like, back off. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Because at that race, at the uh, race in Iowa last year at the JB race, I tried setting Ben LeMay's like four times. And I could not do it. I wish you had been around because I, I just sucked at it. But that's, yeah, that's awesome. You're killing it. I, and I, like I told Mason, I saw you on TV. That's where it kind of made me go, I, mean, I got to reach out to Mason. That was, you got a little TV time this weekend. But I, his dad called me and told me that. So yeah. That was kind of exciting for us. That's awesome. We have a listener question. Uh, Robert Gowdy wants to know, um, if you, and it kind of goes with what you're saying, wanting to help out more, wanting to be there. Um, if he gets hurt bad enough, are you going to be there to wipe his butt? That's oh what boy, you, that's what they want to oh know. <laughs> Jeez, that's love. If that's that's true love right there. If it happens, I mean, we have been in a position like that before. <laughs> he got hurt down in Arlington where he bruised up his whole arm and could barely bend it for the first day. So you know, duty yeah. calls. <laughs> well, see, you're better than my wife because I had both of my wrists broken and my thumbs were in cast, and I had to wrap, like wrap toilet paper around, around my cast. thumbs. <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. I would just get the yeah. pressure washer on um, you. And well, also, and also well, earlier in the comments, um, uh, Christy Kerr said uh, about making oh. him, you know, actually jump stuff and do stuff. She said all you have to do is just smack him around. It <laughs> <laughs> must be That's Mason's mom. mom. She, she's the best at that. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> I think I, I believe I met her at, at what, maybe maybe in Iowa, but at one of the Supercrosses. I'm pretty sure I met yeah. her. Yeah, very cool family. Well, Carly, man, it's really great talking to you. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool that you're doing this and, you know, enjoying spending time with your guy and, you know, being part of what he does. That's that's really – I think it makes it has to make it more fun and enjoyable and special for Mason, so it's really cool. Well, yeah, I appreciate you guys talking to me too. So, of course, thanks. yeah. I'm sure I'll, I'll see you this weekend. I'll, I'll be out in the privateer pits at some point. Oh, definitely. All right, well, uh, let's talk to Mason again, but you have a good night, and thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks, guys. All right, Carly. What's going on? What's up, man? Yeah, she's rad, dude. She's like tougher yeah, than most mechanics. Yeah, yeah she, she, yeah. like, a, I, I'm, I don't know if you could overhear or not. I, I've tried setting a supercross hole shot device with Ben LeMay last year at Iowa, oh, and I failed miserably multiple times. Oh, yeah. They can be pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool, man. I, I think it's, you know, I, I would think a lot of us, maybe not all, maybe 50% of us guys are like, we want our chicks to be involved, and then the other 50% are probably like, I do this to get away from my chick, but <laughs> I'm yeah. the opposite. I want my chick involved. I love it when she goes and hands me a wet rag when I get off the track or whatever. So to have your chick down on, you know, have Carly down on the line and, and that involved, man, I, I would think it's really special. Oh yeah. It's great to be able to share moments like that with her. And yeah. And when things go right and I end up making a main or, or get a, have a good result in the LCQ or something like that, it, it makes it even that more special. Yeah, she's such a big part of it. You know, again, the rider, the pro riders' wives or whatever, you know, they help out with the food, and they have a lot of stuff they do on race day, but then, you know, your Carly's doing double, like, you know, way more. So, right. very cool. Mason, man, it's been awesome talking to you, dude. Um, look forward to seeing you this weekend, and, you know, hopefully it's going to be a lot tougher this weekend, obviously, but, yep. you know, it's, yeah. 
you got to go in there and run it in some of those boys. And, you know, like she said, you know, do the jump, do those jumps and don't be a puss, dude. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you just got to twist it. Twist it. Yeah, I like it. Well, bro, I'll see you this weekend, man. It was great talking to you. All right, man. I appreciate you uh, giving me a call. And I'd, I'd just like to thank. Uh, oh, yeah. Give your list your sponsors. Yeah. Quick. Uh, my buddy Dusty uh, from Reeling Graphics for keeping me dialed in. Bike's looking good all season. Um, Tom's not racing for my suspension and motor work, man. He goes above and beyond for for me and a lot of the other privateers. And Riding on the Edge Company, uh, they hooked me up with a bicycle for the season. Um, so I've been doing a lot of mountain biking. Um, Traction MX, Shoei, No Toil, Legacy Racewear, uh, Randy from the Rolling O Story dialed me in with some Oakley goggles this season. Don't see a whole lot of privateers on Oakley, so no. that's really nice. Oh, that's cool. Um, Brad and Julia from DPMX, Taylor from Hickman Installations, Pirelli, Rasmussen Group, Risk Racing, Ty Lube, Yakovich Outdoors, John and Craig Yakovich. They uh, run a fishing outfit up in Michigan. Uh, Purple Haze, Pro Glow Products, Cox Concrete, and J Dog Salvage. That's awesome, man. You got a lot of good people helping you out. I do. I do. And I really couldn't do it without these guys, man. It, it makes it a lot easier on me, on me coming out here and doing all this with their support. Well, fantastic, Mason. Dude, really great to talk to you. It's been a while, long time since I've had you on the show, and that's my bad, man. You're out there working your butt off, and we love the privateers and the fact that you're out there hell, making mains. That's just badass. I don't care how many people were there. Like you said, it doesn't matter, man. You're out there working, and you got it done. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you giving me a call, Darkside. Yep. Anytime, Mason. You take care. We'll see you Friday. All right. Later, buddy. See you, bud. Thanks to Mason Kerr for coming on. Dude, cool stories, man. I, I love that shit. That stuff. Yeah, whatever. I said it too late. I, I, I just, I like that, man. Again, I, I'm a romantic. That's kind of why I like doing the better half and stuff. And I love that they're sharing that together. Like, yeah, that's a big deal to me. I mean, like, I, I, I just, I don't know. It'd make it that much more special. I meant to ask her if, like, was she into moto before all this? Oh, or yeah. What happened? Been a good I, I didn't even yeah. think about it. I mean, I thought about it, but then when we got to talking, and I thought maybe it was going to be running long. And so. No, it's fantastic. Well, let's um, let's take our last commercial break. We'll come back with uh, the Blood Lubricants cross-rutted segment. Yeah. And we're waiting on Daniel Blair. He should be ready in about 30 minutes. So, uh, yeah, we'll, if we have some listener questions, if you guys want to send us any random ones on YouTube, we'll try to answer some of those after the cross-rutted segment. And we'll, uh, we'll, we've got about 30 minutes before Daniel. So we'll be right back. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, what What was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions, the ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod Show for 2021. 
What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Okay, we are back. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing these other two idiots <laughs> trying to stress me out. Uh, we're back, though. We're going to do the Blood Lubricants cross rutted segment. It's a segment where just random questions that I come up with and listeners can come up with, but you never do. Thanks to our listeners. They're so supportive. What's what's the segment? What to, what to do to What hurt. to do with asshole friends? Yeah, they see that'd be a good question. That's perfect. Submit that to motoxpodshow at gmail.com, and it could be a future Blood Lubricants cross rutted segment. That's right. And if we pick your question... You too could join the show. <laughs> but tonight it's my question again because we don't have any listener ones hardly. Actually, I think I do have a list somewhere. Hang on a minute. You know Jake what? Jake Curry said Dark Side acted like a grumpy grandpa. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> grandpa Queen. Um I actually do have one here that Moose Grandpa Queen. That's what he called him last show. <laughs> I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change my lubric because I do have one here All right. that Moose submitted, our buddy Peter but I like the other one in Australia. I don't even know what it was. I know. Uh, I'm going to go with his, and it's actually not that far off from what mine right. was. But all right, so Moose wants to know if you could have your dream holiday destination, where would you go? Holiday destination, like like you have to be a vacation. It has to be on a holiday, or just a dream vacation. <laughs> My God, what is that? Like TJ, I how thought do you, you not were, understand? I thought you were an idiot. <laughs> that is, that's weird. Okay, re- read it again. Okay. What is your dream holiday destination? Vacation. Is this a, it doesn't mean we're going to go on Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Okay. Like, I would, like, I, I'll, I'll start off. Listen, honestly, I think I would love to, like, do, like, like the, um, it's, it's called the Trans-American Trail. It's basically, you can go from, from, like, coast to coast almost, but you can get all the way to Moab without getting on pavement. It's yeah, I've heard basic. about that, yeah. Like, and I don't know if I'd want to do it on bikes or do it on, like, an off-road vehicle. I was going to ask, is that allowed? Like, you can use, like, a... There's a couple places that you're getting on private land mm-hmm. that sometimes it's closed, sometimes it's open, depending on who owns the land at the time. But pretty much you can go from from the East Coast to the West Coast and and use almost no pavement. That's cool. And, wow. um it, it, I mean, it, it's like a month-long trip, I think, yeah. but I, that's what I'd love to I say. want to ask you a couple questions about that before we do. Mason Kerr just texted me and said, hey, I forgot to thank my parents. Yes. Obviously, we're huge in, in his 
program. Yes. So, Mr. and Mrs. Kerr, Mason apologizes. He's a bad son, and thanks you. And, no, you <laughs> cut him off too soon is what happened. That's probably what it was. Yep. I hung up on him, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so how long would it – does it – like, I, I guess it depends on how you do it, but, like, what do you think? Like, a week, two weeks? There's a, there's there's different sections. You can yeah. do parts of it. I think the whole trip is, like, a month. And would this be something that you'd want to, like, try to be uh, – where I'm looking for, like, do it hardcore where, like, you camp uh, and just yes, take you stay food with you, you. Yeah, you do the whole thing. I mean, there's stops along the way. There's ways to get to gas stations. There's ways to get the stuff. But, no, it's you're sleeping in whatever, whether you're tenting, whether however you're doing it. Yeah, so no right. air conditioning, no, no Egg McMuffin meal in the morning. No, I'm, out. He's out. <laughs> I'm out. I might get an Egg McMuffin meal for dinner tonight. I don't know. Like, that's something that I – like. And that's a realistic thing, obviously, yeah, yeah. going to do. But I, I actually – I think I will do that. Within the okay, next so week. if you could go anywhere outside the United States, is there somewhere that you've always wanted to go? Mm, I don't know. There's so much stuff in the United States I hadn't seen yet. Well, what the hell was that pop? I don't know. So we're going I've – got, I've got two. One's kind of okay. like his. And then the other one is we're going to – on uh, in June, we are going to Cozumel. So let, I guess I'm letting you know now I won't be here on the week of the, of the June 6th through 12th. Uh, but we're we got like a all inclusive resort, swim up bar, on the beach. Like that's that's pretty cool. That's cool. Like or it's like I can get Has it from he been my, here a year yet. Almost. No. But you don't have your vacation days. I will. I so started in June. We'll I started pay, in June. We'll so your pay. That's fine. <laughs> Come my pay to what negative? <laughs> Dude, that's like the worst vacation ever. Why? Wow. Because yeah, sure, I can literally, I can I literally, yours. well, because y'all, I, I forget. Dude, y'all, all, that's I'd like the, the most yuppie vacation I've ever heard of in my life. I'd go to Cozumel in a second. How does, you're just how sit does around Mika? and drink, and there's nothing else to do. I don't even drink. I'd go swim in the beautiful water. And then one day, you've done everything you can do. Then the next day, I'll swim I can again. Get, we'll I'll, see. I can get from, I can get out of my room, I bet and then hop right, right into a, a, a lazy river and float to a bar. Uh, I don't care about the bar side, but the I, I know and, I know y'all like have y'all thing. Going, no, I'm that, I'm on your side this time, Scotty. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, I'm trying to. I'm sure there's like bicycle, tr- like you. There's yeah. things to go. I'm going to go play golf. Yeah, we'll hang out with all. Well, you are grandpa now, so you're taking grandpa vacations. But my other one, I've always want to see my chicken or bikini, not out in the mountains in a freaking jacket. Yeah, I'd it's, much rather see my chick half sounds, naked on the it beach. It sounds well, and plus for me, it's like. Like I don't have you just you're like I'm I'm hungry and you just walk up and eat it's food all free food all free drinks this guy's eating spam or like, you think that yes yeah, he would he would go to an all inclusive resort where everything's free and still like sneak off to no because he wouldn't pay for the all inclusive resort that'd be cost too he'd much. he'd be like can I stay here can, would y'all deduct it from my cost if I stay <laughs> here and don't get the yeah. free food but and then well my other one would be is I've always bucket list would like be like a whole like a whole summer. Where I I went and just rode like all the famous tracks in That'd be cool. and like in the whole continent, you know, like go ride some dunes, go ride yeah. some like some some up north in the mountains, yeah. go ride like Glen Helen, Washington. Have you traveled to ride any Millville. of these tracks or any? I, no, I've 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 never. I think the furthest I've traveled to ride is like maybe seven hours. I definitely say make Millville a a must. Yeah, like something like Millville, and they Millville try to go. So to, I know you can't really ride Unadilla Southwick, but maybe like something up there just. Just ride all like uh, it's Florida tracks. I know there's that one in Alabama that's really cool. Just make a summer of just making yeah. like have a rent an RV or even have an art your own RV and just go and just doing that. That would be one of my dreams. So if anybody on YouTube wants to chime in, yeah, let's we'll, see what we'll, we got here. We'll listen, but 
I have too many. Like, I don't know if that I could pick one. Like, I really want to go to New York City. Yeah. Love to do that. It's it's okay. I think it'd be cool. Um, I I want to see New Zealand. I want to see Australia. Yeah. See our boys, Nick and Trent. That'd see, be cool. Yeah. And Moose. And then over in New Zealand, see um, Tony Cutler. That'd be cool to hang out with him. Go do some riding. He does all his flat tracking. But yeah. just to see the country. But also, like, I, I want to go to, like, Somewhere in England, you know, or like I want to go to Paris. I want. I'd like to see that shit. I think Italy. I'd love to see Italy. I mean, I've always wanted to do a European tour. Yeah, I think I. I just. I would love to do all. There's too many. Like I don't even know how I'd pick one. Yeah. Um, but jeez, I think New Zealand is just looks beautiful. Yeah, that'd be cool. I've always yeah, just just something different. And I want to see a damn kangaroo in in Australia now. You want to box it? Which did we brought that up last week? <laughs> yeah, right? we brought so. Moose actually sent me a picture. He was like on his bike ride or a, a run, and he's like, he he like literally took a picture it's of one like cross in, in deer. front of him. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's it just seems weird. I've though, seen videos with like the the kangaroos just straight up boxing. Oh yeah, that's, well, that's, that's so cool. I started watching some. Of those. I don't want to, <laughs> it's funny, man. This, it happens a lot. Yeah, they like hit people. And did you go down that YouTube? Like, no, fun, I didn't go too far down the rabbit far, hole. The rabbit hole. <laughs> Checked out a few of them, and but um. Oh, so okay, so like you really like how was how that a yuppie vacation? That's I don't even know if he knows what's the definition of a yuppie because I think he of thinks a, it's me. To me, a yuppie vacation. I think of a yuppie and I mean, like a, haggard, somebody dude. on Wall not... Street, like a business person. So I'm thinking they're gonna go like check out upper, like, like, like somebody who 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 like whether they are or not, they kind of act like they're upper class and they're and like it's, I, don't I don't know if that's I'm, the definition I'm, okay. of a yuppie. I, I went I went to I went to dinner last night. With a pair of Volcom shorts that I've had since I was eighteen, a Led Zeppelin shirt and and a and a Nike hat. How is how in the hell does that make me a yuppie? Yeah, you're definitely not a yuppie. I mean, you're a goober, but I'll, I'll take that. I am well, a goober. I think the reason I why I would use that word because it's like an '80s word. Okay, but I, I don't I mean? think it means what you're even born saying. In the 80s. It means it's somebody who it's a young person who lives. Hey, so Mark Muscle Mark like sent their, me a picture. Were you with him today? I did. I, we ate lunch today. What t-shirt did you have on? Oh, I had on a uh, Star Wars shirt. He wants to call me yuppie, and he has this little Bluetooth thing on. Uh, his Bluetooth thing he's, is so dorky. And he's got That's he's got dorky. eight he's got eighteen cars, he's but I'm dork, the yuppie. He always talks about like <laughs> you see any of my cars. He always dorky. says like you know you only like certain things because the masses like it. You're sheep, and here he is. Mark sends me a picture of him wearing a Han Solo t-shirt. I didn't even know I had it on. <laughs> like it was a free shirt that somebody gave me. Whatever, dude. You're you're the weird. You are the weirdest human being I know. His, his whole like his whole persona is cross redded. Like I, yeah, I feel like, like I, I feel like you're like just like you're just cross redded, bro. Like some of the stuff you do. I just had a, is, I, if it was intentional, I'd have wore it here because I'd be like, look, I got a Star Wars shirt on because we're buddies. He's like a he's he's like he's such a hipster that he's not a hipster. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Something like, I don't know. He's a hipster. They're like they're they're always a, they like wear a, glasses. Like they're, no, they're against glasses. anything that's like mainstream. Anything that's cool. Yeah, they that's they, cool. they eat Wendy's for they eat Wendy's. I don't even know if that's the definition. Going to Wendy's when I leave here. I'm going to Wendy's. There's one on the way home. And that, and that's and I know we've talked about this before, but it cracks me up that he doesn't even go to Wendy's and get the good like baconator. He gets like oh, a little the spicy he gets, chicken sandwich. Yeah, he gets like 99 cents. Do we have any listeners on YouTube that want to talk about their drink getaways for moose? Yes, no, we're, we're recording. I'm sorry, one more time. Does anybody on YouTube have any thoughts on a dream destination? Because we have about 15 no. minutes to waste till Daniel is hopefully available. Uh, 
Nope. No. I don't see anything. Well, that's awesome. Okay. They're hey, talking about someone said, I'm stuff. working on a project that's about ways to help the sport and motocross grow. I'm looking for people to brainstorm with about the subject. I'll do it. They should. My what, brain what, needs what to be involved. What are you talking about? I'm just reading off. Uh, I'm doing what he's supposed to be doing. On YouTube? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay, so read it again. I thought you got like some spam mail. No. Like, you, you know, like these Tar- people. Tars Thomas said, I'm working on a project that's about ways to help the sport of motocross grow. I'm looking for people to brainstorm with about the subject. Okay. Cool. So I guess one of us needs to reach out to him. Like, TJ, you're... you're, you're... I have great brain. Okay. Scotty. No, no, I can't even pick between you two. Well, okay. Both idiots. Hey, so what? we kind of talked about it earlier with, uh, with, with Kerr. Um, I think I was going to bring it up with him, but we didn't have time. But I think that uh, a ways to help get with the riders would be like make a make a LCQ purse. Cool, the, guys the Moto X Pod Show. I love the Moto X Pod Show. Go ahead. Sorry, you wanted me to talk, and then you... yeah, I know. Okay. You, yeah. We're the we're the, the a holes. Should, there should be there should be an LCQ purse. A, a, a fir, you know, if you make it first, second, third, fourth, respectively, and and like they get up. You know, it doesn't have to be huge. Like maybe a thousand. They get for the money. They're, they're racing for money first through. Fourth. I know, but but they, they wait. Like that's already happening. Like like you don't get money unless you make the main event. Right, but I give them a little bonus. Or you do. The, you make the night show. You make the yeah, main event because, because you get show. more for making the yes. main. And, and because it lets. Because I mean, that's basically their main event, anyways. Like they're like once they get into the main event, they're they're just trying to compete with their little group and then not cause a race or a championship to be ruined. So. I think that they should get a little bonus for that, and that and and they, like we've talked about it before, there would be somebody that would sponsor that. There's there has to be. Like, you would we just so. have to let more you, of those people in. Yeah, you would think so. I don't. I don't know how that works. And I then think. now they were saying that Moto Concepts might be out next year. Like we got to <laughs> quit suffocating these teams. Moto like, Concepts is out. Supposedly, they might, yeah, they yeah. might be gone. Yeah, that that's bad. So, but um, that'll be talked about on the wrap up show. Okay, so we're gonna. Take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with Daniel Blair. All right, we're back with our, our last guest of the night, but definitely not the least of the guests of the night. Brought to you by Fly Racing since 1998. Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. 2019, they became the title sponsor of Supercross. They were, they sponsor riders like Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, whenever he comes back, Zach Osborne, the beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw, and even this guy. Our, our one and only play-by-play TJ yeah. for Supercross, host of the main event podcast, singer of the main event band, so uh, race day singer live. Singer of our intro song. Yeah, singer of our intro song. The one, the only, Daniel Blair. That was way too dramatic, man. Let me start over. How about your buddy? Can I just be your buddy? Yeah, let me start over. God. Tonight, Fly Racing brings us this little short guy that I hang out with sometimes, Daniel <laughs> There Blair. it is. There it is. That's that's. I like that one the best. There we go. DB, what's up, man? You you uh you said off the air. Well, well I guess on YouTube. But anyway, off the, the audio that you're at the track, uh, Evan's out there shredding. Uh, at this moment, it's my daughter. Oh, so there's uh, I'm up. Yeah, I'm up at uh, Riverfront up in Marysville. Yeah. And um, they got a pretty cool kids track, like big old berms. It's like. It's like unrealistically cool. It's huge berms. And uh, my daughter rides now, and I, she didn't like me taking Evan all the time without her. So she <laughs> demands to go. I got her a P Dub 50, and um, she rides every time we go now. So that's rad. That's rad, man. I, I love that you're getting to enjoy that with your kids. And 
Uh, you know, Evan's been coming along for a few years now, but yeah, I think it's it's really cool that she's into it. Uh, she's bent at you. She's what? She's bent at you. I'm supposed to be out there doing her lap times. Oh. Instead, I'm in the truck talking to you, dude, well, building her career. You're the one that agreed to do this. I know. I did. Spread, but, uh, spreading yourself thin, but... <laughs> yeah, that's my life, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm pretty excited that we got you and that other guy that does his show on Monday nights didn't. That's right. I got so I go for the heavy hitters first, dude. That's I had to I had to make it a priority. And um that's why I went to you first, dude. Pony pod first, gypsy second, pulp third. Oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. Hey man, we won't keep you too long since you you know you spend time with the family, but um man, I, I overall and I listened to your show today, so I kinda know the answer to this, but overall, how do you feel about your performance Saturday night? Pretty good. I you know when I did my podcast, I had just gotten home from the airport. I hadn't even seen anything back. So, um, I felt like it was good, but, uh, when I got home, I watched it actually a couple times and, um, I- I'm happy with it. You know me though. I'm like weirdly critical mm-hmm. of like the stupidest things. Like if you saw the list of things that I'm not happy about, you would just roll your eyes, but it is what it is. That's just who I am. But overall, yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I feel like I maybe lucked out a little too. It was such a good race. You know, there was just a lot going on. So it was just a fun call, but, um, I'm happy dude. Like, honestly, I have three hours on tape and I, no regrets, not uh, even a single good, letter. Good. Yeah. So uh, I listen. I did listen to your show. Also the main event moto show. And something you said that I could relate to was you talking about how, doing that was so much more mentally draining than doing the race day live because you were so much more comfortable. This one, you had the worry and all that kind of stuff. I know yeah. I've done race announcing and then I've gone to big racing out like big Always races. Make it about you. I do. And I, and it, that was cool <laughs> to hear that. I'm not the only one that freaks out about that kind of stuff, but here's my question. Really serious. Was this the first time that you and Ricky both got to be on TV without standing on a box? Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know, what's funny is I haven't been on a box in a long time. So when I was with Jim <laughs> two years ago, yeah, I remember that. we were, we were standing behind the stage and I had to stand on a box and it sucked because people would come up behind me and take photos because it was in the pitch <laughs> and then they would send them to me. And it's like, what, like, what am I supposed to be surprised by this? I've been living in, in this body my whole life. Like I know. <laughs> so, but no, now that we sit on race day live, dude, now I'm, now I'm good. The only oh, problem is okay. my feet, my, my feet dangle from the chair. So it's, that's <laughs> even worse. But, uh, no, Ricky, I think Ricky was stoked too, because I think he's got a box when I'm not there, yeah. but dude, we went, dude, we, we are the same height, like oh. almost. Oh, go ahead. Like, I'm, he, I'm a little taller, but he's got more, his hair's pushed up in the front. So. <laughs> Um, but dude, it was, yeah, we were, we were flat footed, dude. That was solid. That was us. We were the thing that made it the most noticeable. If you want to tell Bondo, whoever's in charge of this, the camera angle is different because normally when the, uh, the, when they're on y'all in the booth, you can see the track behind, but this time the camera was lower. No, 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 no. It's based on the, that's based on the booth, dude. Atlanta Motor Speedway, the thing was elevated. So it was pointing down, dude. Don't. That is that is inaccurate. That TJ's is not why it was. That's not why it was like that. <laughs> he was telling us this before we started recording. Uh, I was so like, funny. "You're just Dude, an idiot." The, the, the funny thing is, is I'm believing you all the way through. I'm like, "Where?" I don't know where you're going with the story, but it seems it seems pretty accurate. And then as soon as I realize that you're going to, I'm like, "No, bro, that's not uh, right." It. I I my favorite 
part of Saturday night was, I don't even remember who the pass was now, but you're like, eh, it could have been a little meaner, but it's cool. Like, I don't know yeah. why that caught me as funny, but. It was just, you know, I mean, here's the truth, man. I was trying to do like my job, right? Yeah. I was trying to do the job the right way, the way it's supposed to be done. And, and, you know, meet that standard of a play-by-play guy. But I did just a couple times just kind of forgot. <laughs> so I kind of went, like, into who I was. If I was standing there with Ricky, I would have been like, oh, that was kind of mean, but that's okay. That's, yeah. like, that's yeah. what I would have said. So I, I kind of, like, forgot sometimes that I was, like, doing a job and just kind of got caught up in, I don't know, hanging out with my buddy. And, like, we just happened to have microphones on us. So it, it, And I think that's cool in a way. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope I don't get in trouble for it. I haven't talked to anybody yet about that. Right. I just, I, at the same time as I wanted to do the job the best I could, I also wanted to be me like the most that I could, you know, just cause I didn't want to fake it. I wanted to be who I was. And I mean, if this becomes an opportunity that happens more in the future, I want people to know like, that's me and that's how it's going to be. So like, you know what I mean? Like I, you got to play the professional role, but at the same time I have to be authentic to who I am and I'm, dude, I'm just a dirt biker. Right, so like, yeah. I can't help, but I can't help, but speak the language. Cause it's the language I know. So I, it, a couple of those slipped through, but I, I hope I'm not in trouble. Yeah. I think all the, the feedback I've seen has been positive from the fans. So I think that's, hey, that's hard to do these days, right? I mean, everybody has a problem with something and, um, that's the first time looking at comments on whether, whether it be YouTube or wherever, or, wherever, or Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everybody seems to think you did a great job. I, I, dude, I'm honestly surprised by that. Cause I, I, I put my phone away. Like I, the whole show, I didn't do it. I didn't look at it. I literally got done. We did all of our post-race stuff. I didn't see a text. I didn't see anything. Cause I just didn't want any distractions. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to look at my phone and have my wife, you know, sending me pictures of myself and then <laughs> telling me, Oh, I love you or some weird, you know, I just was like, let me lock in. And when I got done, I, you know, I was to get my phone and it's all texts from friends and family dude that's friends and family like i i could have screwed up so bad and they would have been like good job bro that's that's your friends they they, they got your back but i gotta be honest man what i've seen online like on my instagram and on youtube i i didn't think that was coming because i i felt like i did a good job but i didn't feel like it was anything abnormally good or different i just i just thought like i did an okay job like i filled the shoes for the night and i'm blown away by that response and it does make me feel good it is a little overwhelming though because it's so much and um i'm i'm grateful and like super humbled i just you know i, I it's it's a little overwhelming though yeah, to be honest. Sure. I, I didn't know it was going to be that much it's really humbling yeah man it was a breath it was a breath of fresh fresh air to be honest it was the you and ricky's camaraderie was really good and it was it was awesome and um so that kind of was my question is is I think the fact that it was like your first show maybe has something to do with it, but it seemed like Carmichael was like trying to do a little more, carry more of the weight than he normally does of the of the broadcast. Was that something that y'all kind of planned, or did it just kind of happen, or did he feel like he had to do that, or just kind of that was kind of the only really thing that I noticed that was kind of different. No, because when he's on Race Day Live with me, he's the same way. Where he's what I what I think it is. This is just my guess, so I don't know, but. Me and him, we think a lot alike. A lot of the things we see, we we might have a difference of opinion, but we notice similar things. So we kind of have a similar outlook on things. And I think that with me next to him, it just made his brain churn more because the things that I'm saying were like provoking. Like he was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like we were, our chemistry was so good that we were just, 
making each other think of more things. Like even him, like when he would say something, it totally like generated a new thought in my head because, yeah. you know, and this is not a knock against Dan Hubbard because I think me and Dan have like crazy good chemistry, Yeah, but he's not a racer. So we have a different type of chemistry where with Ricky, when he says things, it makes me think of new things. You know what I mean? And I think it's the same vice versa. When I say something in the way I kind of provoke a thought, I think it just kind of goes, he goes like, oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think it just accelerates our thinking. And um, so that's what it was because if we just, everything he said fit with what I said. And then when he was done, it led me to my next thought. Like it, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but it was just this crazy authentic chemistry where when he was done talking, I knew exactly where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was done talking, he knew exactly what to say next. You know, it wasn't planned. It was just, we just kind of dropped the gate and went with it, and it was just natural, man. It was really natural. Awesome. So we have a couple of listener questions. Uh, first yeah. is Robert Gowdy uh, wants to know if you still work, now that you're not singing anymore, like full-time or whatever, do you still work on vocals and voice stuff, like at home, or do you worry about that? They're coming back, dude. Uh, Main event's back, coming back. It is, actually. I mean, we're... I mean, we, me and Vincent had a pretty good talk today, so it's, I mean, it's, it's moving that way, but not like, not to play and perform or anything, but we're going to record new music right. anyways. Um, not really. Um, I would say I do drink a lot of water the day before and the morning of just as kind of like a, like a lubricant a little right. bit, because you just, if you get dehydrated at all, then your throat will kind of, you know, it'll go away. So, um, no, I, I don't do any vocal training. I mean, in all honesty, when I am by myself and driving, I do sing a lot just along to my favorite bands, which I'll, I want to get into that in a second because I had a big moment on Sunday. Um, but no, I, I just my voice is in shape. I, I mean, dude, I talk all day, every day at work. I talk on the weekends. I sing a lot. So I don't I don't really have any issues with that. That's never been an issue. I, but I do drink a lot of water. Consciously, I do drink a lot of water. And so Garrett Rockley asked a question about yeah, I know you have talked about moving to other sports or whatever you know in the future is what your dream is but if this gig where you're full-time in the booth uh, would you still consider jumping to like nfl or something along those lines um i know this sounds crazy but i've i've kind of given up on predicting my future if that makes sense like i don't <laughs> like i don't i just don't know i don't know i don't know where this is going i don't know what the next step is i don't know what the third step is i i I, here's what I do know. I know I got one more this weekend back in my regular role. I'm back on race. Well, kind of me and Dan Hubbard are switching seats this weekend. He's going to be the host from now on. I'll be the analyst this weekend. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so that, but I'm going back to race day live. I'm back on the floor. I'm back in the press conference, Blair's breakdown. All that's back. Ooh, and then I'm going to focus. Day. Yeah. It's back to normal. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but then after that, dude, I'm, I'm just focused on my business at home and my family. And I'm just going to, focus on that and then we'll see what happens in the fall and then we'll see we'll go from there but i just i've kind of given up on steering the core uh the course of my career i'm just i do my best try my hardest and whatever comes about comes about and whatever doesn't doesn't i've 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 given up on trying to uh control my destiny i guess i just it's probably smart i don't know i don't know like it seems to be going better for me when i just focus on effort and let you know let the man upstairs do the steering. I yeah. feel like that's a it's a better method for me. That's what I was going to ask. Is it one of those things where by doing that, you're able to be a little more natural at everything, you know what I mean, and not stress out and enjoy life a little better? I think so. That's probably the way I was able to get through this year and all the things I've had to do because it's been pretty wild. But, no, I just I, – I guess – 
what I've learned is the business of commentating and broadcasting is not like racing. You can't just, it's not who shows up on the gate and wins the race gets to steer the course of their career. There's a lot more at play and it's usually out of your hands. So I just, I've decided that I'm just going to do my very best and let, you know, let the path sort itself out on its own. Cause it's just, yeah. it's, you can't control your own destiny in this really. You, you can try and all it does is make you upset. It's just, you just got to do your best and then hope that, uh, you, you know, you get an opportunity. And when you do, you do your best and see if that leads to another one. He's I'm going to wind up doing motivational speaking here pretty soon. <laughs> probably get that too. Um, <laughs> nah, I, I gotta, I gotta figure out this life I'm living. Before yeah. I well, speaking of getting, like that. getting a chance to do this, like, I know this is something that you hope to have this opportunity for a long time now. When, when would, like, when did you know that maybe this was actually going to happen and like, what was the process, if you can talk about it, of whether it be talking to NBC, talking to Bondo, whatever you have to do to say, hey, I want my foot in the door for this, or I want the opportunity. Like, how did that all come about? And when did you know it was going to be uh, actually happen? Well, I, I got to answer that, like, in one side of my mouth, super honestly. And then the other side, I probably have to protect a couple of things. Okay. So, unfortunately, I can't be all the way open. But, um there was a, a an issue with the schedule straight up. Todd had to go to Bermuda. He had an issue where he double booked, but he was going to able to possibly do that other thing remote so he could be here. And due to COVID and a couple complications with his commentating partner on that uh, deal in Bermuda, he ended up having to go. It was as simple as that. And um, they needed someone to fill in. Lee Diffie couldn't do it. He was at IndyCar. Mm-hmm. and they wanted to see if I could do it. So they gave me a shot as a little tryout and audition with Ricky to see if I could pull off at least the audition part. I did that, and they liked it, and they said, all right, well, sit tight, and we'll let you know if, if it's going to happen or not. And I was like, okay. And I didn't, didn't really get too – like, I didn't get too, like, attached to the idea because I, I honestly didn't think it was going to happen. Um, and then about a week and a half before, I kind of reached out and was like, hey, what are the odds here? Because I, I don't have a suit. <laughs> so like I need to get measured. Like I don't have the most normal body. So they don't have my sizes hanging on the shelves. I got to go and like figure this out. And they said, well, just get your measurements and then we'll let you know as soon as we can. And then in Atlanta, while we were there, they called me and said, Hey, just want to let you know it's, it's happening. Wow. So, uh, I told my mom, my mom rushed to, uh, the, uh, wherever she got the suit and, uh, got me a bunch of them to try. When I got home from Atlanta, I tried on the one that was closest uh, made the pants a little shorter. Unfortunately, they were a little long and, um, and I was good to go. And then just prepped the week like normal, like literally, and just walked in and did it. It was, it was weird because it was so halfway expected because I kind of knew it was possible, but I also didn't really think it was going to happen, you know? So emotionally I wasn't tied to it. And then when I got the word that it was happening, it was like, it was a week, it was one week. And all of a sudden it happened, it's over and it's done. It was, it was the craziest week ever, to be honest. Cause I mean, a week before the race, I, it wasn't for sure. It wasn't confirmed. Well, <laughs> so, you, you said on race day live that it may have been like the cheapest suit ever on TV, you, but you never gave it. Uh, oh, maybe no, he said on main event. No main sure. event. I'm yeah. sorry. You said that. So, but you never said how cheap. Yeah. I'll keep that to myself. Come on, man. Uh, I, I'm a, but, but, I'm one of the cheapest people ever. I will applaud you if you could save money on something. All right. Well, hold on a second. What? We honestly had no idea that you were in here. We thought you. Were I'm on the phone. I'm talking to Dark Side, bro. <laughs> Tell Evan I said right. what's up. Oh, he's gone now. He slammed oh. the door on me. How um, cheap? My shoes, socks, pants, 
shirt and jacket, the whole shebang and the pocket square was like, I think 160 bucks. That's amazing. That's right up TJ's alley. TJ may be cheaper than weeds, DB. Well, I and I didn't do it. It was my mom. My yeah, mom, yeah. she's thrifty. She's but it thrifty. looked nice. Yeah, it did. You, well, yeah, you look good, well, man. My, th- my theory is no one's really looking at the – I even told my mom. No one's looking at the suit. They're looking at the whole thing. They're looking at, you know, the, all both of us at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Maybe, our, maybe our face is more than anything because we're speaking out of those. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so the suit is just a complimentary piece, and I said it doesn't have to be expensive. And I'm only on camera like three times for like 10 seconds, so who cares? And, um, yeah, everyone was like, man, you look good. You look good dressed up. And I'm like, shit, this thing wasn't that much, man. That's uh, awesome. No, it was cheap. It was cheap. All right. A couple more things before I let you go. Uh, so you say you're back for the press conference this coming week. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. This last one was rough. Yeah. I mean, I heard, I heard like Marvin's phone something i i mean i went through security while he was doing the interview yeah they yeah (laughs) that's that's kind of cool i actually think that's kind of funny right um i haven't seen it though is it out i don't think they've released it and i'm thinking because it probably won't (laughs) yeah i've had a whole bunch of people reach out now i have seen the video of jet's response to my question yep i saw that but i haven't even seen like me ask the question it's only jet's response so i'm wondering if they're not you know they just kind of canned it yeah i i I haven't seen it and i haven't heard all the details but i did hear it was like the riders were trying to get out of town or something so i I, and that's that's tough because it's like i get they want to go but at the same time it's like man like you see the views those videos get like people want to see you guys like they want to hear from you guys so it's it's kind of like i don't want to be mad at the riders for that because i I, i'm i'm one of them i get it i want to get out of there too yeah at the same time it's like man if you're on the podium like that, that's a that's a special night and people want to hear from you so it's like i'm, I'm kind of like right in the middle on that one you know that's a that's a tough one right. to take sides on so i understand both sides well you know? i i did get a text from nick over at moto limited show and uh he says tell db to never leave the press conference ever again <laughs> mate i had to add that well, in. I, well i don't know if i would have been able to control them like hey I mean, I can control Cooper Webb. He's pretty easy to boss around. I don't know if you noticed uh, round 15. I, uh, I did. Put him in his place on round 15. Hey, oh, by the way, by the way, I got a couple of screenshots. Might have been from you. No, maybe not. I don't think so. Of people of people in the comment section saying, that's right, Dan. That's what you get for talking to Cooper Webb. He punked you. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, bro, like, we're friends. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that was like, I set him up. Because we're friends. You think that he texts me and I really was offended by the Dude. fact that he told me I suck at my job? Like, yeah. that's the only way he knows how to talk. Of course, like, I'm going to throw it back at him at the press conference. That was, that's, he's my buddy. People don't, like, it's funny how people fall into those things. Because I get the same thing with Mathis where they're like, I, I can't believe you let Steve talk to you that way. And, and I would just not do his show. And I'm like, you, you really, you don't understand that he's joking. Like, he pays me to do this show. And they just. Like they believe it fully, man. It's like WWF or something. Yeah, I, I, I maybe it sounds fun. I don't know, but I just I was surprised by that. I was like, I couldn't believe that people thought that that was serious. Yeah, it reminds me of when I remember when I told J Mart like to watch his mouth in the press <laughs> yeah, conference because he, he said because he, he said shit. Yeah, and yeah. I had about a hundred comments blowing me out saying I was a prude. Yeah, and like, and I'm like, dude, I was joking. Yeah, and then and then the next week I doubled down because I'm just like that. 
and when Anderson said it, I was like, yo, hey, language. <laughs> yep, yep. And then, dude, I got destroyed twice as bad <laughs> the next week because I, I, I had to do it again. Just I was so confused that people thought I was serious it's that I was crazy. Like, I'm doing it again. I'm it's, doing it again. Um, so, so, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before I let you go, Eagle Grit, how's that going? Oh, good, dude. Crazy, crazy, good, wild. I mean, it's. It's been a, I mean, it's been a little adventure for four months, but, uh, I told Maggie today, like we made it through the, the hardest part of this thing. And now we're, we're good to kind of set it up the way we want to. I mean, it was been, it's been four months of survival. I mean, I'm, the, my sales are out of control and, um, she's had to do a lot. I've had to do a lot and we, we made it. It's, 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 it was a pretty big challenge to get through this and, uh, one more to go. And then, um, I'm pretty much ready to cruise and not cruise, but at least get it in position to like, you know have some consistency and you know develop some sort of a routine because it's just yeah. the life's been so wild this year man and i mean it capped it off with a, with a cool opportunity at salt lake city got one more to go i'm pumped because um just get to see some friends jacob hayes is coming in my buddy Toolman dan's coming and it's like i just i'm excited that i get to end it with my buddies and have a good time you're going which is cool well i almost and, canceled um, once i found joe found out joe's not going I know that's so dumb, dude. I'm so Ugh. pissed, man. He's got jury duty, and I told him exactly how to get out of it. Yeah, dude. well, and TJ has some ideas too, but we will, we're not going to say go that. listen to main event moto if you want to hear those because that if you haven't already, yeah, um, yeah. So you got one more? I, I'm I'm pumped though that, and then yeah, really pumped to get my life back, man. It's, I bet, I bet. It's it's been fun, but like a thousand miles an hour, and I, I'm ready to put it in cruise control and sure. Just, and just work hard, but like consistent and enjoy my family, man. Absolutely, I, I miss my life so bad. So, well, we have a we have a bunch of fans on here on the page actually saying that um, if you do get in the booth, you have to figure out how to help get Darkside on race day live. Oh, that was actually a question yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, that, that was from Jesus. Scotty, but we're not going to throw Scott. Scotty was actually thinking, "Do you think that can happen?" But he, he, yeah, <laughs> I was trying to be an be optimist over on here. race day live. Scotty wanted to know if. Like, legitimately, I could take your spot. I'm like, you're an idiot. This is what happens when I come in with a little bit of optimism, DB. This is, <laughs> this is what I get. Hey, I mean, I like the thinking. That's how I live my life, optimistic. So, yeah. uh, I mean, hey, if you're, if you're not optimistic, you literally will shut every door that may open. That's true. So yeah. uh, I was like, look, I don't think I could even be, like, a spot, like an interview <laughs> on Race Day Live, let alone host the fucking thing. Jesus, oh, my voice it's, is broke. It's funny so... after after we were, I was sitting here thinking about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know about the the Star Wars shirt and the Star and, Wars and tattoos and the and the bandana the bandana on the wrist." Hey, yeah, I know that you guys are ready to go. Um, last yeah, I got to roll. He's getting ready to ride. So yeah. Okay, so last last thing, one. What you got? Tell tell Webb or just find out why Webb won't return my texts all year. Not one single one since Supercross started. Um, I can take a wild guess. You're being too nice. Tell him he's, uh, let's see here. Uh, like, Hey, asshole, return your text. <laughs> yeah, say, Hey, Hey, say, Hey, asshole. Marv whooped your ass this weekend. And dude, Ooh. he will respond within five minutes. Oh yeah. But it probably <laughs> won't, won't be positive. It. I don't think I have the relationship he won't with do him. It. You do. He's, he's, he's too nice. Of do a it. Guy. He's too nice. Of do a it. Guy. I dare you. I mean, he's not answering to your nice. Hey, text, you just so got try it. You got dared. I double by dog DB. dare you. <laughs> double dog dare you, dude. All right, I'll, I'll, all right, all right. I may do that. D- DB, tell uh, tell Evan and Elaine I said hi. Tell Maggie I said what's up. You have a good night. I'll see you I Friday. Will, yeah, I'll see you Friday, man. Safe travels. Okay, see you, bud. Later, bro. Later. All right, thanks to Daniel Blair. We need to wrap this thing up.
Yeah, so he's not two thought, hours of fifteen minutes on YouTube. I thought he was going to be. I thought he was doing it again this week, and he's not. No, he is. He is. Oh, yeah. okay. He's just doing everything else too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I want to thank a Cherubies USA X Bread Goggles, Extreme Colors, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, R Jerky, Williams Moto Works, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to the listeners. That's it. Uh, we're back next week. We do have a show next week. I have yep. Zacho already lined up, so Zach's in. I got to work on the rest of the guests. Hey, next weekend is the episode one ninety nine. Yes, next we should at least put a fill out. No, see if we, can... next week's one ninety. Oh, no, this is one ninety eight. Yeah, so we should try to get Travis on. Oh yeah, that'd um, be really cool. I could reach out to Randy Richardson and try to make that happen. We've never had him. Maybe maybe yeah. we can make that happen. Maybe one for episode one ninety nine. Oh, Let's, tra- oh, Pastrana. Pastrana? That'd be, yeah, that'd be cool. All right, we're out of here. We'll uh, talk to you guys next week. See ya.